Man, where the fuck Charles at? We supposed to have been in the studio 10 minutes ago. You know, we got all this shit to talk about. Oh, hold on. There you go. Okay, how do I sound? Because I'm on my phone, and I don't know if this sounds good or not. I'm on mine, too. You sound good to me. Oh, okay. I just got the headphones in. When you did it, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Let me just (laughs) throw this up and pray it works right. Yeah. Because, hell, how do I sound? You sound great. That's what I'm saying. When I started it, it said, you know, you have a, a great podcast you're holding a podcast mic is what it said my only thing is remember to keep it close to you because it does not have good range you will sound like you are down the damn street if you uh let the phone get too far from you but yeah it i mean i <laughs> i'm surprised by how well it works i'm not surprised actually because phone calls sound good on these things so uh shout out to anchor if um your podcast is out there you have gotten that message you already know what we're talking about but uh we've been using anchor and anchor uh has been pretty solid for the most part so shout out to y'all let's pray this works because i'm not through the app um i just clicked the link and now i'm scared i should have went through the app well it better work because we live nigga okay we live on look, the, wait, the Look, right? they didn't took about two, three podcasts from us. Some real good ones, okay? Some real good ones. Y'all, we had some fire. We had some fire. And, and, and they gone. Shit. Yeah. Well, we're going to see. There, there may be hope yet, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uncle Charles, how you feeling today? There's a lot, there's a lot going on in your city. A lot yeah. going on in the world, but a lot going on in your city as well. Yeah, you, you, have, to, you have to clue me in on what's happening. Because I have, uh, you said some things to me before we started, and I literally replied back, what are you talking about? Yeah, so uh, a lot of shit is going on tonight. There is, well, first we got in the gaming world, because this is a nerd-friendly podcast, right? In the gaming world of things, we got uh, Ninja, the most influential uh, by by all metrics. I I hear you already. <laughs> I hear you suck your teeth already. But by all metrics, by all accounts, uh, and by all money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja, the the biggest, most famous gamer, pretty much in the world right now. I'm gonna go grab a drink because you you already you already I already started out making you mad. <sighs> uh, okay. Good old Tyler Blevins and fucked around and gave an interview with GameSpot. He said some things that some people didn't like. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta has a mayor named Keisha for now, but she might have some stiff competition come November. It's going to be an interesting election year. And you know, after all, this is the old Atlanta podcast, so we got to talk about that. Um, the The people have risen up. With this GameStop Reddit Robin Hood saga, that drama is going on, and so we got to talk about that. And then over 
Well, I will, I will say over on the west side, but they don't stay on the west side. Uh, Southwest side? You know when, you, when you're rich, you live outside of 285. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just telling. I'm just telling you what it is. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. The, when you got some real bread. You don't live in the city no more. I'm not gonna say that. I feel I, that's a violent statement coming from you. I feel maligned. I feel just. <laughs> no, I feel marginalized in this moment. I don't feel safe. Look, the, they don't live on my side of the east side. You, you yeah. live, <laughs> there's a certain place you go. I know that <laughs> you I, got I, some I, money. <laughs> Damn sir, ain't the cab either. Shit. All these celebrities, Look. I seen them. Well, y'all, in, in, in case you've been Roswell Road, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't gonna call y'all. You move up there, away from your people. But let's let's keep going. Let's go ahead. <laughs> yeah. In, in case y'all have been under a giant peach for the past twenty four hours, you know that Ti and Tiny have found themselves in a little bit of trouble. I wasn't looking. I wasn't excited about talking about this because um, I mean I was even thinking about not talking about it while it seemed like it was smaller because it seemed like few people were talking about it on the internet but uh, time went on and black Twitter took it and then black Twitter ran with it and then some people said some things and some people said some other things and you know so uh, I have no uh, idea what you're talking about so well, let's, we'll, we'll, let's get into it story we'll, time we'll talk about it so a few a few things going on tonight. So you want to start there? Huh? Yeah, we'll start there. We we can we can get Look, this out of the way. Let's get into it. Uh, yeah, so I can get it out of the way because my my heart is hurting for the west side right now, right? And the south side. You know, I'm a a bit of a child of both. So, um, tiny bit. Tiv from Doug. It just. Uh, long story short. A woman uh, whose name escapes me right now went on Instagram, on her Instagram live story, um, somewhere between yesterday, somewhere between last night and this morning, and posted accounts uh, from women who had said that they had been assaulted in various ways and exploited in various ways and uh, afterwards manipulated in various ways by T.I. and mm. Tiny. Um, these are, yeah, these are people who uh, were remaining anonymous by her account, and some of them did give their names. Some of them are. Uh, is she an is she a uh, investigative journalist? She is not an investigative journalist. She's someone who knows them. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's someone who knows them and who has knows a, the victims has a. She's someone who knows Ti and Tiny, who also has a a business or an organization that uh, focuses on women entrepreneurs or something like that. So you know, she um she was talking about you know I'm always uh, advocating for women. I'm always this and that. And in her story, she was saying, you know, this isn't something that I wanted to. Uh, this isn't something that I wanted to believe. Uh, something that I wanted to take and run with, but then more women started sending me uh, messages and now I have to say, uh, I have to say something for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Uh, I'm not fully filled in on how it happened. So I don't know if she tried to say something to uh, T.I. and Tiny. I don't know if she went to the police or encouraged the women to go to the police. I don't know um, 
how any of that went down. Uh, but she got the messages and then she uh, shared the messages. Actually, now that I remember, I think somebody mentioned that uh, she was also someone, I think she had an experience with them. And I don't know if it was sexual or not, but she had an experience with them that went south uh, by her account. And then she posted something about it. And then somebody, uh, you know, she said something about it. Somebody else said something. Somebody else said something. So uh, here we are in this place right now where people have spoken for a long time, right, around the city about what T.I. and Tiny do in their bedroom and that they invite other people in. And, you know, I, uh, anybody who's been listening to this show knows that I don't see anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. right? Uh thing here was that a lot of these women say there was again different kinds of violence and exploitation involved in that that's their claim some of them claim to have been drugged at various points and then threatened if they about if they tell anybody that it would happen um and we know tipped them into jail for gunship one or two times right <laughs> so uh the you know, it's not like, oh, why didn't you go to the police? If it if it happened, right? Again, these are alleg- these are allegations. A lot of them are anonymous, and there are things that a lot of people say about the woman who presented the claim. So, uh, I'm saying again, I'm maintaining that these are allegations, and that I have not heard a lot about what's actually going on because I haven't, uh, like you, I haven't spent a whole lot of time following it. But as somebody who's been on, I'm on Twitter. Days, so why are you talking? I'm listening. I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, get, get, get the scroll on. So, yeah, it's been impossible to avoid. And then I started reading, right? Uh, so, that's about how that has gone, right? There was some violence. There was some crime that's been alleged. There's some uh, exploitation that's been alleged. And it was that this woman uh, came forward. Maybe her maybe what she claimed was that she felt a little safer because she has a bit more of a platform again she's somebody who was i didn't you know there are a lot of there are a lot of uh atlanta's big wigs that mm-hmm. i don't know right because i've been here uh <laughs> and so she was somebody who had a few hundred thousand followers and had this business and was doing this thing and uh whatever she was doing coaching doing retreats whatever long story short uh sometime yesterday shekinah got involved uh, a lot of people listening you may not a lot of people listening might know tiny's friend shekinah who had been on love and hip-hop atlanta and been on tia the tiny show and have been running around with it a little bit everybody right uh hairstyle is here in the city from the city um she got involved because the woman had said her name she and the woman had had some history she came out yesterday defending T.I. and Tiny, uh, or so she thought, but in the eyes of people, it looked a little sketchy because what she wound up saying was basically that, and you can't talk, bitch, because you was helping, because you was recruiting mm-hmm. the women. And so the black Twitter was like, girl, it's not the, uh, you didn't do what you thought you did just there. So that became an extra thing. She had to come back today uh, to readdress that. Or she, let me not say she had to. She chose to come back today to readdress that. And in readdressing that, she kind of made it a little stickier because there was a lot of, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't know much about that side of Tiny's life. We don't deal on that level, all the other stuff. That became a weird thing. 
And then, of course, because there was a conversation happening, and so you knew it was inevitable, Tip jumped in, and Tip jumped in with his best bag of words, <laughs> and came and came and said, and said, and this his is best words. This is said. what. His best, his best sounds. And this is what uh, the the slow masticator, right? And uh, shout out to Candy Lily. She uh, she knows who she is with the slow masticator. Uh, there is a um, and uh, what set the comments off was that he came at it from an angle we're not used to hearing from Ti. He came and said, listen, there have been some things. He, two angles we're not used to hearing from T.I. First, he started out, we need to believe, when anything happens, believe the women. When anything, everybody's like, T.I.? When anything happens, believe the women. Women go through too many things. There are, uh, women are soft. If anything has happened to you, please come forward. If anything has, you know, all these all these things, and then he proceeded to maintain his innocence to say, well, but in this case, it's all a lie, and y'all are destroying it for the women who are telling the truth. But again, any woman who has anything uh, that's going on with them need to be believed, and there are real reasons women don't come forward. You know, he's saying all those things. A lot of that sounded great, and I think that is right, and at the same time, a lot of people felt like that was inconsistent with where his views on, you know, Tiny being able to go to work and his daughter being able to do what she wants with her hymen and Hillary Clinton being qualified to serve as president of the United States, which uh, <laughs> we don't know what could have happened, but we know what did mm -hmm. happen, right, with the four years that we got. Uh, and then the second part, after he... Uh, had asserted his innocence. You know, niggas. He went to Jesus and said, nope. And said, but this too shall pass. We fight, we not fighting against flesh and blood. No weapon formed against me. Okay. Shall prosper. And between those two, between those two main points, uh people, a lot of people in the comments were like, damn. There were some people who would say, you know, we with you and we got your back. And then there were some people who said, damn. That's as much as I know about it. Again, there's probably a lot more shit out mm -hmm. there right now since uh, it's been rolling for a minute. But uh, that's what I've heard hmm. so far. Uncle Charles, what you think? Master of the hot take, what you got? You know, um, I hot take a lot of shit. These are one of those times in my old, in my big old age. I ain't got no hot take. I ain't got no hot take. I think um, <clears throat> you do your investigations. You get the people involved that do said investigations, and you get to the bottom of it. That's no. Oh. Well, not on the well. Oh. Of course, not on the cases. So not on the facts of the case, sir. <laughs> Uh, no, any hot takes about how any of it rolled out? How any of it happened? Um, I mean, I ask because I know you have a lot of opinions on what is people's business and uh, and also just the hilarity of it's why you 
they are probably doing yeah, too much talking. You know, right? in my, it, when I first heard it, I was like, yeah. ooh, sounds like a lot of entanglements gone bad. Um, but, I mean, I think it's the subject matter that keeps me from having a hot take, not the people in it or anything, but just like, it's kind of serious right. biz, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I saw like a couple, a couple screenshots. Um, and, yeah, it sounds. No, you can leave it there because yeah. I I respect it. I respect it. This is a you, y'all see this. This is a responsible. Look, we are, we I, I will say this though. Yes, this I will is responsible. Say this, though, um, that has kind of really yeah. n- nothing to do with that, and kind of to do with that. Um, because I'm kind of shifting it just a little bit. I think the way in which we view celebrities and the um, the way in which we view celebrities and the way in which we see them is kind of interesting as if they are not people sometimes and that they, you know, are not good people behind closed doors. You get what I'm saying? Like sometimes we think that when we see people on this celebrity status that they can do no wrong or that they're you know, not interesting people. Um, and I think more and more we're seeing like, just cause you're a celebrity don't mean you're a good person. You know, I'm gonna I'm say to that point, even if you take it a step outside of good and bad, right? And just the complexity of the human that's behind the celebrity. Like today, Shekinah, or whenever she posted it, I didn't catch it live. Today or yesterday when Shekinah came back for her second um, video, she was visibly, genuinely hurt. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. not crying, right? Because she felt betrayed by this woman. She felt like she'd been caught in the middle of this thing that her friend could have warned her about. She had a very, by her account, she had a very negative experience a very hurtful experience with the woman who even brought the allegations for which is why she came at her yesterday um and she and she basically outlined how their history got really deep right where she started also talking about how uh, there was more than flesh and blood going on there where um there's a lot going on with her you yeah. know she would go around people and they mama would get okay all kind of shit um and i believe in a little bit of everything right i got a little chicken foot <laughs> in me and so she you don't go to bed without you looking there was bear something claw. about the way she like, showed up and there was something about the way she was breaking down about how she you know she's a christian she don't do no threesomes like that's what she kept saying she kind of i don't do no threesomes you know all those things and it was just the sheer amount of shock mm-hmm. right that she felt around the fact that you know and i'm like Damn, not everybody who we see as quote unquote Hollywood, to your point, is down for whatever. Like some people are just simple. Yeah. Like they still the little girl who was like on their grandmother's lap in Baptist church, like I don't I can't believe my friend was doing stuff. She thought the threesomes, just the threesomes themselves were so heinous. And I'm like, girl, Hollywood <laughs> you is go a to tip place. I've say, never been, but I've heard stories. And I think the the narrative that you hear from so many people, people is that Hollywood and those circles and those things are a weird place 
And when you finally get to see what it is that's going on, you're you think to yourself, nah, this ain't it. You know, like this this ain't what I came here to do. Like I just came for this. I didn't come for the rest of this shit. And it's like, no, the rest of this shit is what you want. I think it's just a fucked up situation. This is one of those times where plus I'm I'm reserving all my hot takes for uh Ninja. But um Oh, I know you it's just it's just really messed up, you know, um for everyone involved. Uh I just say you you gotta do, you know from what you've told me, you gotta do the investigations. You gotta, you know, talk to the people, you gotta see what's going on. And if these things are true, then you know, you gotta serve justice. Oh, everybody. Oh yeah, everybody who knows me in real life knows, and I mean through the internet, right? But everybody who knows, uh, at least my at least how to find me mm-hmm. in real life on the internet, right? Um, knows where I stand on all that. Knows that I was on Bill Campbell. I'm talking about Bill Campbell, <laughs> not you, Bill Campbell. We still, you know, you still good. We Bill Campbell gone. Shirley Franklin, uh, me. I, you know what? <laughs> Everybody who knows me in real life knows I was on Bill mm-hmm. Cosby's ass, right? And and on a lot of niggas' ass for having Bill Cosby's back. So um I I'm with you. I take it really seriously. I just thought it was really interesting to see that and even on TI side of things, right? How again, I you know, I don't think that three so now when you're when you bring anything that's abusive or violent or criminal into it, then of course, but the fact that they were bringing people into their bedroom, that's nothing to me, right? And I think the fact that he even felt stressed out about the fact that that would come mm-hmm. out, right? Um, he was saying, you know, what we're not going to do is go into our bedroom and talk about what we do. And then he proceeded to say, uh, but I'm going to tell you this, anybody who's come and done anything with us, you know, it's consensual. And and it's interesting to me that he felt the need to say this part. Like, they into what we yeah. into. We into what, you know, and it's like, well, whether it is, right, we whether can, it is, we can... you know, just threesomes, or if it's BDSM, or if it's role play, or if they okay, furries well, or whatever. You know what, let's, let's like, take a little, let's hop on, uh, on a detour train real quick and leave T.I., uh, in tiny situation and go to a topic that I know that you have a lot of things to talk about. You didn't even know I was going to bring this one up, but I think there's, and you know this cause you've talked about it. There's a lot of kink shaming and a lot of shaming around people's like sexual, like what people like sexually. And I'm not just talking about like your sexual preference yeah. in terms of sexes, but just, what you like in the bedroom with who you're with. I know what you mean. Barbed wire, feet, hammers, fire, uh, testicle clamps, vibrators, yeah. ass plugs, all that shit. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah, I do, again, anybody who knows me in real life, right, knows that I'm all about, um, from the subtle to the saucy, to the, to the something that dangerous. <laughs> there are some there are some people who are into more <laughs> there are people who are into things that I am not into and then there are uh, 
there are people who I've mm-hmm. introduced to some things, right? And then there are people who have introduced me to some things. I think there is a... I'm somebody who doesn't want anybody to be ashamed of it. And at the same time, I'm somebody who believes that there's something really hot about it kind of existing mm-hmm. in a shared space with somebody. Um, there are people who there are people who advocate or promote it as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I love to see it, right? There are people who are like full-time leather daddies and dominatrices. People hopping out of boxes and everything like the in between. Hopping out of boxes like the gimp, playing their video games in their fursuits, right? Doing all of it. Um, I love to see it. What I love to do is surprise people mm-hmm. and have them surprise me sometimes. Uh, and sometimes I've I've gotten the flag where I feel like I'm out of my league. I had a um a good friend of mine, shout out to you, you know who you are. Uh say to me one day, uh well what all how much do you want to know? How much do you want to explore? And I said, we said, you know, we spoke. He said, how much do you want to explore? I said, well, you know, I, I explore a little ways. He said, well, I got my setup ready upstairs. So how much do you want to know? I say, <laughs> let's just stay down here. <laughs> let's just stay down here for now. <laughs> There was a glimmer in. Hey, you know, in anime, when like they be, uh, when the person's smiling and then they cut the scene and they got like this real, like crazy ass look. Yeah, and this crazy ass, like in the background. That's what he's like. How much do you really? (laughs) Uh huh. With the the vertical lines on the forehead and the zigzag teeth. How much? Not that much. Not that much. How. No, nigga, how much do you want to know? <laughs> we can stay right down here <laughs> and watch these movies. <laughs> and he laughed at me and said, okay. I said, but, but how much of the spice of life uh, are we missing? Well, that's what I'm about to ask you. Because look, I ain't going to do all the work. What has your experience been with discovering what it is you um... like and what your partner's like? Yeah, no, no, and, it's know, not no gory details. details. I think it's yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, here's something I found interesting when I think about like previous encounters and things of that nature. Um, I think that you know we talk a lot about like societal norms and things that um, limit us, right? And I think that there is a natural limita- limitation on how freaky you are to be in the bedroom. Like, it's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to rap about it in the song. But just like how you said when he was like, how much do you really want to see? It's when the rubber meets the road. I think that there is a, like, a hold up <laughs> of, 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 like, wait a minute. Just like... Like going into like going into a sex store, right? Still has this taboo feeling. Yeah. Now, I'm a grown ass man. If I want to go in there and look at some shit, 
I should feel okay to go in there and look at some shit. But I think when I honestly look back at it, there I can point to, I hate to say the church, but I can point to certain places and see where things um, were limiting, right? So in being candid, Mm -hmm. I have like found things that I might like or try looking at pornography, right? Because in that place, everything, it's a mm-hmm. buffet. They got a whole buffet lined up with categories. Mm-hmm. And you can start to see what you might like and might not like. I, I will say, I remember one time I was like making out with this girl and she bit me. Right? Like a bite. Like, like no, I mean like your lip. Like bit like my neck like a vampire. Bit your neck like a vampire. Nigga, I was turned all the way on. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know till it happened. And mm-hmm. you know, y- you, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I was like, damn, this is dope. So I'm gonna mark being bit uh, on my list of things. Bite me, right? And there is, I think, in everyone, yeah. and for me, it's this way. There is a inner porn star that hangs out, right? Uh, yeah, and so when sweet. he's on, <laughs> it's on. Like I, I just know when like that that energy kicks in because I'm talking shit and fucking a certain way, and I know what's going on. And I'm like, ah, like this person I like. It is hard to get that person out all the time. Uh, and I think, uh-huh. hard for you or hard for the partners like who has who do you think it is having um trouble i would say it's more on me than my partners right and i think that comes from mm-hmm. going way way back in the day right we did not have sex ed right sex for us i think this mm-hmm. new generation is way more like i i think so i'll say sexually liberated and willing to talk about sex but you know, it was not something that we talked about. And there are things that, you know, us I'll even go to as far as saying like uh homophobic things that if you felt you were doing it was like, oh, that ain't manly, that ain't what we do. All we do is get our dick sucked and and hit it from the back. Like I remember, I think this was an Atlanta thing because I was laughing with somebody. I can distinctly remember growing up that eating a girl out was a hell no giving oh, yeah, head supposed to get given head like what hell no nah, like, we eat no girl out and i remember nah, i remember there was one like nigga what you know your knees he's like you, you may as well be pursuing the dick. chewing that is what you, that is your mm-hmm. objective is to get your dick sucked not eat these girls out and get that chewing, chewing, you know, oh, you good. Slob on my dog, like going on the car. You know, like <laughs> shout out to the But you got you were pursuing <laughs> the chewing. Uh I remember there, I don't remember his name, but there was like one dude who was like way ahead of his time. And um he was eating girls out. And we were in high school, like, nigga, you doing what? Oh, hell no. But then mm-hmm. I actually did it, 
And I was like, hell yeah, man. I was way, but yo, that nigga was wise, like a like a young ass Yoda. Like, what the fuck? I should have been doing this. You know, like this is the shit I like. I think there is, I don't want to say for all black men. Because I feel like that's a general category. I can't lump everybody in. But I think there is this hold on us that keeps us from exploring what we like sexually. And we put ourselves like freakiness is like either like how hard I'm fucking, you know what I'm saying? Or what weird ass position I can hard fuck you in. Um, I found that, you know, some of the women that I've been with are more passionate you know they like more sensual stuff Mm -hmm. um and so getting into some freaky shit i think i just think there's a a level that you have to be able to make in the bedroom to allow for that type of exploration right um i saw i saw a tweet once uh, Mm -hmm. as all great statements start right i saw a tweet once that said a lot of men these days don't even know, don't even have a concept of freakiness mm. outside of simulated violence, right? And I thought that, right, because always, you know, I'm beat this up, I'm split it in half. It's, you know, Emmett Till, all kind of, all kind of shit that uh, niggas be saying, I'm pounding, you're going to be crying, all this other shit. And it's like, okay, nigga, like, yes, yeah, sometimes I want that, but that ain't. There is. There's so much more going on <laughs> other than that. Um, and so it's real, it's real I'm, I'm gonna let you uh, teach class today in a way. Uh, how do? Let me ask you this: <laughs> How do you open up the environment for exploration? Because I think that right there is probably the hardest thing to do. Right? Is set up an environment for us to go explore. I. Have I have that's a good question because this is my first time really having to think about it. I think partners of mine would say that I get off on seeing what works with them, right? Like, I, I get off on so I've okay, fine, Charles. Okay, I like to use my mouth a lot. Uh, I think part of I think part of what confirmed my bisexuality for me is how much I really, really, really like eating pussy. And I like what one thing that I like is doing anything with my mouth to see mm-hmm. how my partner responds to it. Bones, scratches, bites leg squeezing around me, all of that. And that doesn't just go for uh, that doesn't just go for pussies and dicks or even asses. It is nipples, armpits, necks, earlobes, lips, fingers, toes, elbows, knees, all, uh, everything. Like, there is not a thing that, is, that <laughs> will not go in my mouth. Um... If there is not a thing, <laughs> there is not a, there is not a thing. We uh look, y'all y'all like to sit on Black Twitter and talk about and and teach everybody else how to use washcloths and shit. Okay, since y'all watching everything so goddamn bad, it's the same skin to me. Everything, I'm there's everything I'm putting. In. And some people 
there are some people who with me have learned or confirmed that they like some things that way. I really get off on that. I really get off on reading those responses. I really get off on um all because you make the focus not just the normal claim. sexual areas. The entire body is a is yeah. All of it. All of it. If it got if it got nerves, like I'm not gonna yeah. chew on your hair because you you know. <laughs> but if it if it has nerve endings, that's mine. And I think that just that, mm-hmm. which is low level, right? We not even getting into toys, equipment, mm-hmm. apparel, <laughs> uh, you know, entire productions. We not even just that alone for a lot of people because like you said a lot of us whether it's a whether I'm with a man or I'm with a woman a lot of us not used to a man a black man Mm -hmm. in particular you know all my partners have been black Uh, a lot of us are not used to a black man who's just so ready to use his mouth so much and uh, that is and I think that's part of it right even if they've had somebody do those things uh, I don't treat it like a chore um you know, I, I've I've had to be, I've had to be told to stop sometimes, uh, and uh, in a way that kind of begged me to get yeah. to the next part, and that too was hot, right? Because the intensity had been dialed up so much. So yeah, that's pretty much me. I will I will use my mouth, and I I actually enjoy it. Uh, I'm I ain't gonna lie to you, I. I'm I'm be all right. I'm gonna put you all the way in my business. Well, hold on. Before you do that, let me say this. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll, I'll save you and say something, and then you can think about it if we if we if you want all of us in your business. Um, what's I think what's interesting is sometimes opening things up can make your partner feel less than. Right. I found mm. in my small experience. Uh, People are very much so like people take their ability to please a partner very seriously, right? And it, mm-hmm. and it can inflate, help, or like completely destroy an ego, right? I've had situations where I've had sex, it was great, but I didn't orgasm. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes that's because I had such a great orgasm the night before, orgasming again seems like a tall order. <laughs> right uh, heard felt yeah yeah you can have like i've had such great orgasms that orgasming again is kind of like mm, i don't know i don't know if he was gonna go for that tonight but he'll get up and we could just have fun doing what we're doing and if we get there we get there right um i find that on the times that i don't my partner is very much so not totally enthused about it um, and so it's like, well, I had a good time. It was great. I just you made me come so great. I'm not gonna just it's just not gonna work that way. I think it's I think it's I think it's as I get older, the greater the orgasm, the less chances of me like finic like climaxing the if it's directly after in a 24 hour period. Um, but we can still have sex. I have found that in those situations, uh my partner is not exactly enthused about that. 
Um, and so sometimes I think the interesting thing is broaching. That's why I asked you about how do you, what conversations do you have or what things do you do to open up that place while making someone feel comfortable, right? Because I think it yeah. could go both ways where one, you don't want someone to feel bad about you know, hey, I want to just try some stuff, not because I think you're boring. I just want to try some different shit. Like, let's go explore and see what we like. Um, and I, I remember hearing this thing. I, I can't remember where I read it. It was it was like one of those um, sex therapists. I don't I don't know sexologists. I don't know their their titles. That escapes me. But what they were saying uh, was that sex should be a very low pressure situation and she was saying there should be times where when you you should be able to try something it not work and y'all say oh well that shit just ain't work laugh about mm -hmm. it and get on to what you normally like you should understand that the pussy ain't gonna be wet the entire time the dick ain't mm -hmm. gonna be hard the entire time and when those things happen they're not embarrassments they're not down moments it's just what happens in the bedroom i think we're so programmed to be you know i don't know if you were like this but you are so programmed to be when my dick is hard it should be rock hard from now to till i'm fucking done and it don't matter if we're fucking for five minutes or five hours this dick gotta be mm -hmm. rock hard you know the pussy gotta be so wet i gotta do and it's and she was saying the minute you drop those notions is the minute your shit will open up and you'll be able to be more comfortable around your partner. Um, I remember, this is going to sound funny, I remember watching Comic View and I will remember being young and seeing like the women comics talk about guys in the bedroom. And I remember mm -hmm. that like having a profound like effect on me of like, damn, so this is what happens if you ain't good, huh? Someone was going to get on Comic View and talk about your ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I will be the subject of someone's joke somewhere. Uh-huh. I think that's... I mean, yeah. That... Yeah, that that can be like that sometimes. I, um... I agree. You got to take the pressure off. I, um... A friend of mine said something a long time ago that stuck with me. It's like, if we can laugh about things like while we're in there, you know, if we could talk shit back and forth uh, every now and then in the midst of it uh, or even laugh, then that is, that's healthy sometimes for some people. And it's, some different sessions are different. Now, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like you, right? There's a reality to how my dick is just going to work. Now, I uh, I can nut a few times in a in a twenty four hour period. Like I can I can probably nut five or six times in a twenty four hour period. That just comes I think from me just playing with my dick a lot growing up. <laughs> I can just I can nut by five or six times, but I'm not gonna shoot for twice. <laughs> Anything outside of that, mm -hmm. the secret of the ooze. Like it's just not gonna it's not gonna be the same. And uh, a lot of <laughs> shout out to TGRI. Yeah, and a lot of people, uh, like a lot of people, you know how porn is. A lot of people love these uh, 
big volcanic ass, uh, explosive ass cum shots. And I look very impressive. I'm not gonna give it to you, uh, but them two times in a in a 24 hour period, and even then, that's gonna be teamwork. That's not gonna be. Um, Yes, it is. And I wish I would yeah. I wish they would do more discussions on how porn is made. Because Oh, because things are things are cut so much, people are people are cheating, look, hidden hidden pills and uh... You do you remember the first time you sat for a live studio taping of something? Right. Did it not just like kill your understanding of what the hell was happening? Like I, I, oh, yeah, this this one hour show took six hours to film, and there's these people uh, zipping back and forth, key grips and everything. They else. taking breaks. They are. Mm-hmm. They ask you to clap. Like there's a there's a whole beginning section. Okay, guys, act like something is real funny and everybody laugh. Okay, guys, everyone give a round of applause. Okay, guys, da 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 da. And then you then you watch the episode that you were at, and even if you don't see yourself. You're like, damn, they really chopped this shit up to be this way. Yeah. When you watch porn, when you're young, I mean, as you get older, you understand, but when you're younger, you're thinking, oh, as soon as the pizza man walked in the door, that nigga was ready. And they really fucked for 30 whole minutes like <laughs> this, nonstop, right? And I'm not, I'm not really talking so much about the length of time that they were having sex, but the fact that how it happens when you, it's like, no, they stopped. They had to pause so they could get photos. They had to stop because the camera was fucked up. Um, when they stopped and they stopped having sex, he went limp or she went dry. Then they had to fluff it up and get it back together, then put it together. Then they cut the whole tape and there's a whole thing that goes into it. I think we're so predisposed to being like every night is Kobe putting up 80. That's, mm-hmm. that's just not the reality of the case when it comes to exploration. I think sometimes the thing is like, if a woman wants to bring in a toy, the immediate thought is, damn, she had to bring in a vibrator on your ass, bro. Like you wasn't hitting it good. It's like, well, that it's oh, I thought you meant <laughs> which is what I meant. Well, you said a vibrator on your ass, bro. I thought we were getting back to like you know the things that dicks be thinking is gay. Like, oh, yeah, or let that woman let that woman tickle your prostate. It's your woman, that's it. You ain't gay, your woman is doing it. You let her tickle your prostate and watch you <laughs> have a new experience. Like, you know what, you know what that made me think of was um, remember on road trip. It was Road Trip. Uh-huh. You remember that movie? Yeah. Okay. Remember when the dude he, barely. Okay. Remember the dude who played Stifler in American Pie? They had to all they needed money, so they all went into the uh semen depository. And they were all in there, you know, doing their thing. And the dude who played Stifler tried to get one of the workers to basically fuck him so he could nut. And so um she turned him around, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is about to be whatever. And she said, what we're about to do is milking the prostate. And oh, yeah. she put them fingers, she put that finger, finger or fingers, I can't remember, uh, 
did the little move and that nigga lost his mind and at the end of the movie you see him going to another place to like get it get milked again. get milked again um there was a man in the news recently who shot his doctor for making him ejaculate uh when he got when he went to get his prostate exam <laughs> i heard about that i was like yo dumb ass you you don't even know you're going to get your damn prostate exam don't even know what your prostate is like i well listen i like anyway like i was going to before because uh, i'm i'm an open book when i talk about i mean with with sex and with anything medical scientific biological i can i have no problem talking Mm-hmm. Like even when it's my business, you know, and I know how to tell just what I want to tell, but the acts themselves, naming the acts, I have no issue about mm-hmm. them, right? Um, and that's just me, right? So I'm not gonna ask you none of your business, but uh, with me, once I, once I got to the point where. Cause it it took me a while to explore myself in that in that way. It took me a while because we get raised with so many limitations, right? Mm-hmm. And it took me a while, long after I had fully accepted that I like boys and everything else. To um, I didn't think anything was wrong with it. I just couldn't bring myself to explore myself, right? Because mm-hmm. I just I couldn't relax. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask you this. Did you feel like there was was there a part of you that felt like like holding on to like a certain idea of masculinity of why you wouldn't explore that? Because I think I think what you said was interesting, right? Because you're saying I accepted that I am bisexual, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. But then there's but but even in that, you're like there's only certain at the time you're like there's only certain levels i'm going and the train stops right here <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying and it was well it's still well it's still again like you know hey if anybody thinks it's too gory right but again it's just it's just science it's just bodies so it was it was that and it was also just a natural like just physically it was a natural just inexperience with the sensation right so it was a big part of it was uh a big part of it was well why would i be doing this if i am a top but at the same time it's like it was also like okay i'm not doing this right because it also doesn't feel good and that's just a thing like there are women who uh there are women who have trouble having sex because they uh they experience pain with sex just because of their whatever Mm -hmm. physical disposition there are women who even have trouble using tampons and can't uh and have pain with inserting them right all of that um so yeah there was um there was all of that um but you know hey got to the point where um got to the point where i figured that out and now that's fine but i say all that to say like there is um I think there's a lot of just stigma around going outside of anything that would be considered uh quote unquote vanilla. The norm. People uh, and like vanilla. Nothing wrong with being you know vanilla. what? People and that's the funny thing, especially when you go on social media, right? 
people act as if like they hate vanilla when in actuality you love vanilla now you like talking about other flavors you like to look at uh you know go to the baskin robbins and look at the other flavors well no for most people but you know so go ahead yeah i I was gonna say but you know where i think it comes from a lot of it is there is sex is a very intimate thing and requires a certain amount of privacy right um in the sense of you you will open about things sexual things but you will always keep private the person person in place where it happened right you will like you oh, will yeah. never like no yeah. one will ever know like and you don't and when i mean private it's not like one of those well you know he drove a yellow camaro like you know so uh-huh. like where, where you hinted so someone could know it is completely private i think yeah it's impossible to find out who i'm doing it i think with. for so many people um people lack the tact of an understanding of privacy to a really allow themselves to be open right and i think it only takes mm-hmm. like that one time for you to experiment and um then you get labeled right uh as someone mm-hmm. who does all this wild shit and the funny thing is the older you get the more that sounds attract like for instance i remember hearing you know, in high school, especially in high school, right? High school is horrendous. I don't know how it was at your high school, but if you were doing <laughs> something out of out of out of bounds, if you was giving head or whatever, it was like everybody knew. You know what I'm saying? Everybody uh-huh. was like, "Oh my uh-huh. god!" Da 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 da. I remember sometimes hearing rumors like, "Oh, like this girl, she she eating ass and she nasty." And we'd be like, "Oh, that's disgusting." I remember telling. us, like I remember I told some I remember I told somebody I laughed one time. I said, Do you know that you know we used to laugh at that at my age now? If I could go back and I, I would go see if that shit was true so I could go like you would be then get your ass in. So I was like, and I'm like, I'll be honest, I've never had that done, but I'm like, shit, she was doing it as high school. Uh, it didn't take that much talking and whining and dining. It just took a few phone calls and some other well, stuff. Uh, but it's just funny how, like, we, as soon as you hear about something, you know, I've always thought that was funny, right? And even in college, that was the case, right? If a girl did something that was just, like, completely what we thought was, quote, unquote, wild, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we went to the same damn college, so I know you probably heard the same stories, right? No, like mm-hmm. no one ever just allowed someone to do some freaky shit and let the freaky shit stay where the freaky shit should. It always had to come out in the town hall, right? And so I think in a way, people are just I think people have that side. I think everyone has that side, right? Of various levels. I just think there's also a part of it where people are too afraid of what will happen if it don't work out, right? Yeah. How many times have you heard uh, some shit spill out in the streets, of somebody breaking up, maybe it's two semi-celebrity people, and the woman's like, that's why I put my finger in your ass. And everybody was like, no, nigga, you gay. And then <laughs> it's, you know, 
the nigga yeah. gotta be like, no, that shit ain't never happened. You know, da 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 da. Knowing good and well, she put his fingers. I mean, this is what's interesting to me is uh, he found his way back into the conversation, right? T.I. <laughs> in this one song, you know, he was telling this woman, lick his ass, suck his dick. You know, he was, I guess, pimping some woman. It's like, this is not news. These are not new. These are not new acts. Everybody has known for quite some time. Uh, I can't remember what song that was or the rest of the verse, but he told this woman, I remember he told this woman, you know, he was pimping this woman, told him, uh, told him, lick his ass, suck his dick, make this money. Um, intro. Uh, who is a, who is a, Group that I'm falling back in love with, or oh, R&B group, sang that song. You know, if you let me, let me come inside. At the end of that mm-hmm. song, they are shout out to shout out to intros and outros of songs where they let the beat marinate, do a little talking. You know all those things. They at the end of this song let the beat marinate. Niggas used to let the they beat, talk. you know, do its thing. You got now, to. niggas give you, you two seconds, like, two minutes, and cut the song off. It's like where the rest of you know, yeah. Like like the little homie calls it, um, like Rizzo calls it, he say, uh, the space. <laughs> gotta respect the space. Yeah, I gotta have my part and, to freestyle uh, at the end. Like, I was on the record on the remix. Yeah, I be cutting this shit off. I need it. the 30 seconds to get a few, you know, a hot 16 in. That's it. They got to the end of that song, and she say, she say, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but she say, uh, she was sucking his dick, because she was like, you know, she's making sounds, gawk, gawk sounds. And then he say, uh, ooh, baby, wash your teeth. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, baby. Is that all right? Yeah. And she said, and she said. He said, wash your teeth. He said, do a song. <laughs> yeah, wash your teeth. And then he said, he said, do a song. And he said, that feel, she said, that feels good. She said, I know, I got something for you. She said, turn over. And he, and you could hear the sheets rustling and shit. He said, and he says, coyly. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, what you he said, what you about to do? He said, uh-huh. He said, you and she started making slurping sounds, like loud slurping sounds. And he was like, You always make me feel good. I said, this man was getting his ass ate on the track in like 1994. <laughs> <laughs> and I my young ass didn't know what I was listening to. I said, this man just got his ass. I was listening to that shit the other day. I said, this man just got his ass. Hey, on the track. Listen, y'all, fellas, listen. <laughs> Let that woman. I know. I understand. I know you might be. I know you might be up in arms about it. I know you might be. Listen. Listen. Let that woman eat your ass if she wants. You know. Hey, if you feel weird about asking her, okay, don't ask her. You know, if you're not interested, okay, that if she wants to do it, you let her do it. <laughs> Me quietly over here fighting like, your ass. I know. <laughs> you see, you see, you see if you like that shit. You ain't got to tell nobody, nigga. You you see if you like that shit. Cause I look, you're gonna be happy at work. Your ass gonna be cooking in the morning. You're gonna be you might win a scratch off. Your whole everything in your life gonna vibrate different. Cause you're just gonna allow yourself to, you know, you might feel a little weird at first allowing yourself to do something like that, but you're gonna you're gonna relax. <laughs> <laughs> you will relax. You know what's something else that's interesting, and I think we—I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, I've also been intimate with women, where at the beginning, um, it felt very transactional, as if 
her usual way of having sex or the partners that she's been with were very much so not paying attention to her. And it was, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to just fuck however I fuck, go real hard. And then once I nut, I'm out of here. And it, it, oh, I see what you mean. She, she laid there and waited on it to be over and then looked down and was like, wait, he's being attentive. Yeah. Like just in the way in which sex operated. And I, I could, I could, I could feel it. It felt very much. And I'm, I'm an energy person. So the energy that mm-hmm. you're kicking to me feels very much so as if, your job is not to be involved in this. It's a it's a very weird feeling um, to be in that space where someone is just kind of hanging out and you are trying to kind of bring two people into the moment and that person is thinking, well, I know how this goes. It'll be over soon. And then, yeah. I think that's weird. I also think that goes into, um, you know, people's partners not being as open because again, you're not creating these opportunities uh, for things to be open. Um, Well, let me pose the same question to you then. How have you introduced more exploration or more ideas to your part. Um, in that particular situation, I literally was like, I literally said, like, look at me in my eyes, and like took her, to, <laughs> took this person to what mm-hmm. is known what what uh as the Passion <laughs> Palace. Like most people go to uh, the Pound Town. Uh-huh. I went to the Passion Palace. And I had to bring this person <laughs> into the moment. And I brought them into the moment. Like I literally brought them into the moment. Uh, another situation, um, a person didn't really like... It always kind of trips me out when people don't masturbate. And I don't know if it's a nerd thing that we masturbate very early. <laughs> I think it's a man thing. I think a lot of women... I've dated a woman who was masturbating early. Um, yeah, no, I know, but I think a lot of I think a lot of women get into it. Later. Okay, well, dudes, maybe we get into it real, real early. Um, but it always mm-hmm. kind of trips me out when I hear people say, "Oh, I don't masturbate," and because I'm like, "You like not at all." Like, what do you do on the down on the downbeats? What do you do when it's dry? Like, and. Are you talking about your homeboy? No, any anybody, like man or woman, anybody, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't just walk yeah. up to people, ask them if they masturbate, but, no, <laughs> but whenever I hear it in a some type of conversation, it's like, yeah. no, I don't do that shit. I'd be like, oh, okay. But more, but for women, it's interesting because it's it's one of those things where I'm I say to them, and I've said this: uh, if you don't know yourself, how the hell am I supposed to know? We're gonna be guessing together. If I if you don't know what it takes for you to get to where you need to go and you can't guide me to get there, like I, I you know, I'm you, Uncle Charles, you can guess but not together Uncle or... Charles Xavier. I just it takes, right, 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 right. You <laughs> a certain level, yeah. Like, I I can't I can't feel her. I, I can't I, what do you, what do you do whenever he get hacked? 
Yeah, you know, like I, I, where's G? Look, people have to know themselves. Um, and I remember one time, I was talking. I was talking. It was like, oh, I don't. I don't know, you know, like I've never, I don't have a toy or anything like that. And I literally took said person to an adult shop and I said, let's just go in there. You don't have to buy nothing, but I'll take you around. And I'm like giving my half ass tour based on the things I like. This is this, mm-hmm. and this is this, and this is this. And I've used this thing before. And da 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 da. And you know, I was like, well, and and then I I went further and said, well, it... I'm dying laughing because uh, I'm thinking I I know exactly how how it was too because I'm thinking about the tool you gave me at the skin place. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, this is this and this is this. I'm giving little backstories, and then I say, yeah, well, yeah. do you want? I said, well, if you see anything you like, let me know. No pressure, and I'll buy it for you. So. I'm, I'm about yeah, to. so it's one of those things where you, you know, I think it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal for someone who's never like to come out of pocket on something like that, right? Because they've never done it before. It probably feels weird to to pull out your um, card and get ready to check. You know, the card swipes. You know, it's always some some person with a whole bunch of tattoos and some glasses just looking at your ass like, can you hurry up, get the fuck out of the store? This is just another purchase. Um, but I, I opted to pay to kind of lower the barrier uh, for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that was really cool. That was really cool. I think if you okay. were if you were to ask me like Uncle Charles, what do you need to like? I would just really need a real freaky chick. Like mm-hmm. now, when you say, because again, we going back to look this in this episode, we we being yeah. specific without gory details, but we being specific because, like we said before, you know, some people think freaky is of. Uh, well, you say real freaky. Well, let me put it like this. I need me a woman who's like, who so, like put me in the story. Mode. And I'm at her house and she says, you want to go upstairs? Uh, <laughs> you know, I need, gotcha. I would need someone who's going to say, gotcha. Uncle Charles, you want to go upstairs? And I say, I guess so. Uh <laughs> Oh, so I was gonna. I was wondering. So wait, wait, wait. I was wondering because this is fascinating, right? I was wondering about. Okay, I think I got my answer, but I was wondering because when you're in an extra freaky situation, do you? And of course, you can plead the fifth. But have you found yourself dominant more of the time or submissive more of the time? Um, I would say when things are getting a certain way. I am going to be more dominant. Which uh-huh. is hilarious because I'm very, very chill. But that is like the one area uh-huh. where like it just magically is like, get on the fucking ground. And it, you know, it's <laughs> you know, not yeah. that, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that, but the energy is just like, this is my shit. Uh-huh. I am in I am John Luke Picard. This is my stock. 
Look, nigga, <laughs> make, make, make it, it so. so engaged. Uh, and we out. <laughs> On screen, yeah. bitch. I, uh, <laughs> I um, just don't say resistance is futile because then <laughs> you open a different can of worms and you wind up getting talked about on the old Atlanta <laughs> podcast. We wish everybody well. Um, I, yeah, I go back and forth. It depends on the partner. I also have learned that I like, there are some things that I like specifically from men and there are some things that I like specifically from women. And then some things kind of float Mm -hmm. between. Um, With most of my partners, I'm dominant. Uh, And then there are some who surprise me. And it's not even that they overpower me; it's that they inspire me to relax a you little know, bit. Um, you know what it yeah. is, and this is not what a is this is not a knock to any partner that I've had because I, one I think I preface it by saying every partner is different. Every I've enjoyed every experience. I can't compare mm-hmm. experiences because to me, every person and energy is different. Um, but I will say that I have not met a. I'm gonna have to describe it in anime, right? And then, <laughs> then you'll get what I'm saying. So, oh. so okay. you know when like a nigga power up, right? Like that, uh-huh. like you can see the energy, the aura, the chi, the whatever they got around them, right? But then uh-huh. there's someone who's like the bad guy who's stronger at the time. Their aura <laughs> is just bigger. It's like, oh, okay, like you showing out. Yeah. Now watch this shit. And they're like, oh my God, their aura is so much stronger than mine. It is like making me fall back. I don't, th- I have not met a woman who gives me that. So I don't know how, uh-huh. I don't know if like quote unquote, uh, having a more submissive energy is something that I'm even able to give because I don't think I found a woman who will Oh, your power level is over Yeah, and so somebody gotta be able to just take the wheel, like I'm not really gonna be, like I'll chill and then I'll be like, alright, this is what we're doing and this is how I wanna do it and I'm in charge to find I, I, I can't speak for women, so what I'll say is I think there's a certain empowerment that women get. I don't know how they get it, and I don't know when they get it. But I know that they got it. (laughs) And I think there's a certain woman that knows how to exercise said said energy. Oh, I see what you mean. Right? And it's like, nah, nigga, this is my show. Um... Absolutely, and be able to to the 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 yeah, Badu can Badu the shit. I have not met, I have not been with a woman. That's not. I've probably met, I've probably met these women in real life and know them, but I have not been intimate with a woman yeah. with the Baduism. Um, well, I mean, to your to your point, the fact that you have a whole culture of niggas who are who are intrigued yet for, afraid of that one woman, right, uh, is because of how yeah. rare it is. To find a woman who has kind of stepped into that much command of that divine right. And I think that that's what I was thinking about too when we talked about masturbation. And I think there are a lot of women who um, came into it a little late, or, or at least 
found themselves being raised in a social climate that discouraged their ownership of their sexuality. Uh, I think that happens with a lot of, you know, because we, um, you know, we always tell them, sit with your legs closed, don't be fast, you know, all these other things. And uh, it's just, it's just different. It's just different. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was, I was, asking that question because when you said you're looking for a woman who would be like I got a setup ready upstairs I'm like oh so you don't want hanging from the ceiling like in the straps and <laughs> you know shit. it's it's finding a woman who um with the apple in your mouth. <laughs> yeah you know what I think about I think about in how to be a player when he went to go visit the real freaky girl and she had the chair with the legs and the other things and all this and that mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she had she said, and well, she said uh, she said turn around, and she had this thing in her hand, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. It was just that type of woman. I think most women have. I, I think all women, for the most part, have that to them. I can't speak to how you tap into that. Um, I think it would be interesting to see. Try whispering you some affirmations in the ear while you that might work. <laughs> you are powerful. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll take you. Um, so let's talk about stocks. I like the way you did because... that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you did that. I, I, I be putting the moves on. So let's Kevin talk about you. you can't understand the conversation. <laughs> uh huh. It's all. <laughs> As we know this week, <laughs> the the people on Reddit, yes, uh, the people's platform, mm-hmm. as I call it. First of all, I love Reddit. Has everything. All, Reddit is the do internet. You, do you love Reddit? Because you're you're a writer. Do you love Reddit? I do I, I? So I am a no account visitor to Reddit when I go. What What is very uh, very interesting to me is that Reddit. Reddit is the internet. Yeah. Reddit has any and everything you could ever think of. It is downtown Aquabar. It is the marketplace yeah. of the internet. And I'm not just talking about things being sold. Just every fucking thing is there. For every type yeah. of interest well, under the sun, there is a Reddit for it. Well, this damn year, this damn week, Reddit was damn sure a marketplace uh, in more ways mm-hmm. than one, right? Again, you had to have been under a meteor if you did not hear about GameStop and the way that uh, the revenge of the nerds came and overturned a few hedge funds this week. You had people on Reddit uh, sharing information with each other. Nothing illegal, no insight or anything, just sharing information with each other sharing a plan and executing it um collective buying right um and put their moves on the stock market they drove uh they drove game spots um i keep saying game spot the old internet the the old internet i know why i'm thinking about game i i know why i'm thinking about game spot but we'll get there later because game spot conducted an interview right 
I love reminding you we're getting there. All right, let's go. <laughs> every groan, I, I want to, I'm All ready right. for you to go off. So, uh, game stop. Uh, the radio shack. Damn. Games, right. People are, right? What were radio shack? <laughs> what radio shack was to appliances and small electronics, uh, game stop pretty much, and what Blockbuster was to, your favorite TV show box sets and motion pictures. GameStop kind of is to video games. We've talked about um, GameStop. Has it, did have, it make the show? I don't remember talking about Yes, GameStop, we did. So put it in the bag. Be, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, we, we touched on it. Um, so yeah, uh, people went in. You had some, you had some Wall Street uh, as the dark songs roll in, right? You had Wall Street billionaires banking on GameStop going under, and the nurse said, "Not today, not on my watch. <laughs> we go, we gonna save GameStop, and we gonna go in. Uh, and while the prices are way down, we are going to." create a buzz, drive, we're going to buy a lot, create a buzz, drive the price so, way up, and then sell the shit off. We're going to make a lot of money. They're going to lose a lot of money. Uh, the last thing I say before I kick it to you is now I'm not one to, I'm not policing people's understanding of the stock market. I love that people who aren't usually into it or getting into it this week. I do encourage everybody to educate yourself very well if you want to be in it for a long game. But, you know, if you want to be in it for a short game, do understand that going in without giving yourself a lot of information in a short game is gambling. But people gamble all the time, and as long as it's what you know you are mm-hmm. doing, that's fine, right? Uh, but I think a lot of people who are involved in that action feel like they saved GameStop and it's like, well, that's not so, really how that works, yeah. right? <laughs> so my understanding yeah. of it is because I watched a couple things on CNBC, did a couple readings. Um, for those that don't know about the stock market or anything, if you've ever been to Las Vegas, you know that in a casino, you can gamble, right? There are tables meant for you. If you ever pay attention off in the corner, there is the high stakes table. And usually it's pretty empty because it's about $10,000 a hand. And you're like, who the fuck is playing there? Right? That is where the hedge fund managers play. And the stock market, essentially, in a very, very high, high level, you, when you invest in a company, you are investing with the thought that this company uh, will perform, right? And will do well over a long period of time, right? And investing in a company and buying stock is one way to do that. There are different vehicles in the stock market in which you can invest, ETFs, mutual funds, all this and that. You can go look it up. Mm -hmm. The main thing about this story is that for so long, many of the ways in which people have made money were not uh, were set up in a way where only the mega rich could make that money. There's a certain amount of money you have to have 
status, connection, whatever else to join these very, very successful and large hedge funds, right? You, me, cannot just show up there with three grand and say, let us start a hedge fund. Um, mm-hmm. These hedge funds use tactics and things to make money. On Wall Street Bets, which is the place where on Reddit where these things were going, you have people who, um, according to some this video I was watching of another hedge fund manager who was on CNBC, was saying a lot of these people are doing the same market evaluations and different type of strategies that hedge funds use. What they decided to do yeah. was collectively get together. GameStop, I think, just happened to be the company because uh, I was talking to someone and I was saying, you know, you have to pick a company in which everyone can get in. Some stocks or certain things like Tesla to own a stock is like $900 a share, $600 a share. That's a tall ask. GameStop was at like $15 a share. It's, e- it's, a, it's an easy play. And these hedge funds were betting to lose. Uh it's not our place to get into mm-hmm. all the investment strategies of shorts and calls and puts. Needless to say, these companies were betting that they could manipulate the market and make money off gang stock going under. The guys decided to say, fuck that, fuck you. We are going to, I wouldn't say save GameStop, but we are going to use GameStop as a way to stick it to you. And they did. So when they invested, mm-hmm. the price went from like $15 to 30, uh, 330 something dollars. So the hedge fund people who were betting on them to go under now lost money because they had to buy, I think it was buy back the stock at the 335. They are pissed mm-hmm. because what it is is people coming together and using the free market as everybody mm-hmm. else, these large corporations, these big funds do. There yes. The yacht club got upset because they we were dipping into that gas fund. So, and a lot of this happened uh-huh. on Robinhood. So what happens? The next day, once people start hearing about this, people do what? They jump on the bandwagon to buy up. They did this for on GameStop and AMC. Robinhood, mm-hmm. the app in which people use to buy stocks and um, also cryptocurrency, limited people from buying GameStop. That's You can't do that shit. You can't tell someone they cannot buy something. It's a. I want to fill in and get yeah, sure, somebody, sure. and I'm gonna kick it right back to you. I want to fill in some some really basic information in case anybody's uh, might be lost about what stocks are in the stock market. When you buy a stock, you're buying a little piece of a company, so you own now a little piece of the company, which means that when the company makes money as a owner of the company, you make a little bit of that money. So let's say if your piece of the company is a hundredth of the money, then every time they make a dollar, you get a penny. They make $50, you get 50 cents. Eventually, they make $100, now you got a dollar, right? So if they make a million, 
it goes and it trickles down that way and it trickles out that way. Um, so what a stock is, is just that. And the amount of shares uh, that you own determines how much of that money that you get on the back end. Now, the price of the stocks are based on how well that company is expected to do. Because the more money that company is going to make, the more valuable it is. And that comes from financial statements. Once a company... And that comes from financial statements. Or, as we saw this week, sometimes it comes from just good old-fashioned speculation. And what these people did on Reddit, which pissed off Wall Street, which Wall Street has been accused of time and time again, is create some speculation that drove up. These people weren't executives at GameStop who had this great news about some industry changing strategy that the company had for the next year where they were going to be releasing a console and starting a streaming service. No, it's still a shitty place to buy video games. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because this place is going to make $20 billion in the next year. Like, y'all better come on and own a piece. They just created speculation. And so... That is what that is how that works, and that's how that happened, and that's what uh, yeah. So now, um, what you have is a fight between retail investors that's Main Street, us, the regular Joe Schmo, and Wall Street, the people, the people think of this as that time when I we were occupying Wall Street, but we were sitting outside. Well, now we occupying a stock on the stock market. And what's upsetting or what is, quote unquote, being brought to light is, well, if anyone can do this, it's like, no shit, Sherlock, that's what y'all have been doing. And people are upset and it's showing how classism and elite and the super rich lock everybody out from making money. Um, Because all they did was they didn't hack the system. These people didn't do some nefarious tactic. All they did was use the standard rules and regulations of the stock market that are in place that all these hedge funds are using, and they decided to do the same thing to their benefit. They got a group of people together. The people rallied, and people made money. They're, you know, you hear the stories of people who are playing, paying off student loans, people who are deciding to pay their bills, buy a car, pay for medical stuff. Um, but then you hear Wall Street just like, no, nah, man, we lost money. We don't like that. But that's just the rules of the game. I will say outside of that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised oh, to see of course, you standing this, on the Yeah, side. you know, I'm going to stand for the people. <laughs> I mean, my, my portfolio <laughs> has been doing you know you. Well. But um, I, I've, yeah. I've had a portfolio for a while. so, and But I don't... Well, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna talk about. It. I ain't gonna say what you've yeah. done. But you I mean, I guess. Done. Well, you, you could, you could text me. But uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got it now. But yeah, so, <laughs> so uh-huh. here's here's a point I want to make, right? Because I see this going around a lot, and 
I hope if this is your first time having a conversation about the stock market, you've heard people talk about it. Um, this, like the episode of Science Lit, I want to just say do reading, do research before you start investing. I know that people will say, oh my God, I'm making all this money on the stock market. Oh, you need to jump in. Da 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 da. People will always tell you about the wins, but they will not tell you about the losses they take. They will not tell you about the time it takes. And they damn sure ain't telling you about capital gains tax and the taxes that must be paid when you make a killing in the stock market. Hello, somebody. It's it's not just a free get. This is, it is not a slot machine. It is not a gambling site. Yeah. It is not People who tell you, oh, I put a thousand on this and then I did this. It ain't it ain't what people say it is. It's a little more than that. And I want yeah. people who hear this, if you if you're not into the stuff, please do your research. Do some books. A random walk down Wall Street is a book. The Intelligent Investor is another book. There's three websites that will can give you an insight into investing in stocks because that shit is horse racing right yeah. free advice that you that we've gotten in college if you took a finance class or you're a finance major is to build your portfolio build a diverse uh, portfolio of ETS mutual funds bonds stocks real estate those build a, a portfolio it sounds like something oh I'm sorry scratching you hear me? okay is it is it better? Yeah, you had, oh, you had your money scraped. Uh, not <laughs> um, invest <laughs> in these things, and I, I was always this is the advice I was given when it comes to like investing in stocks to to make the quick flip. However much you would spend, <clears throat> excuse me, however much you would spend uh, on a weekend in Vegas is what you set aside. For doing shit like betting on cryptocurrency, being a quick flip, you know, following certain stocks and trying to day trade, use that money. <clears throat> because again, yeah, it is literally at this point. Now you're betting on you, things happening, yeah. and that's where you can get in trouble. Well, uh, yeah. I would say simply be honest with yourself about how much information you have on the stock that you want to buy. If you know that you have some specific reasons that you think this company will do well, because remember, uh, mostly it investment is. is a long game, right? Even if something builds slow, even if it, even if it holds steady. That's fine because you're making that money over time, right? So if a company, if you got a little, if you got a little piece of a company that's doing well, and it's I don't know getting you fifty dollars uh, at the end of every uh, close, you know when the bell closes, you got a little five dollars. That's fine, right? Um, what you don't want to do is spend five hundred dollars on something, seven hundred dollars on something, and in a week. It's down to fifteen dollars, and you can't get rid of it for, and, and you'll probably never get rid of it for any more 
then you bought it for it, you're gonna lose money. Yeah. You know, again, if the you people can who to do that, did this fine. GameStop thing had research and analysis and a plan and a strategy to make that happen. They didn't just come together and say, let's just randomly pick a company. There was back. What gets a lot of people in trouble is you speculating, you guessing. Now you now you just out here, right? And that is not where you want to be. If you're investing in a company thinking it's going to grow, you need to have reason, not just you feel like it's going to be the one. <clears throat> Which is the irony, right? Because that's how those people were able to pull that off. Is because the people who are watching them and saying, "Oh, that's great power to the people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come on and get them." Y'all are the speculation. So y'all are the ones who drove the demand up to the point where the price went up in the first place. Mm-hmm. They already owned it. And they could turn around and sell it. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but you know, there's a lot going there's a lot going on with that. And I wish GameStop well, because the more we uh, see the industry switch over from hard copies to digital and even streaming, we see stores and franchises like that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure more I'm more to more financial and operating I'm not. trouble. Mm-mm. Well, I'm we're not, not saying, we're not doing not that. Here comes I saved all my hot. I, I'm I, say, not saying, I do. You hate you hate GameStop. Why do you Why? hate GameStop? I'll say it again in case. Hey, look, I've not had bad experiences with the previous uh, previously. <laughs> old Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> oh GameStop is the worst fucking place to buy video games on planet Earth. Visually, it's fucking mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> it is the worst <laughs> place to buy video games. Buying video games at GameStop is like taking a trip in a Discovery Zone tube. With the kid mm-hmm. with the stinky feet. Yeah, you know no. what I'm talking about. If you're old enough to remember Discovery Zone, you remember those tubes. Yeah, and the balls smell like that's what it. That's what it smells like. That's what it feels. I feel like a fucking creep going into GameStop. I feel better <laughs> going into the sex store. I would have more enjoyment of paparazzi if I was famous. Taking photos of me going into Tokyo Valentino, but uh, then going into fucking GameStop and just having someone's grandma see me go in there. Like, it is the (laughs) no, you are not fucking with. No, I demand more from my if Microsoft can do it, if Apple can do it. You want GameStop to be sexy? Yes, because I'm a sexy nigga, and I rec- I want the same shit. I don't I don't feel this way when I go into Target. I, I don't feel this way when I go into Best Buy. But every time I go into GameStop, right. I feel lame as hell. <laughs> I feel super lame, and I feel like the thing that I enjoy doing is really really corny, right? You know what's interesting. I think the um, I think the Madden and 2K niggas who have appropriated you and your culture, all your childhood trauma, 
they experience none of it. Them niggas don't even go in GameStop. They go nah. I don't know. In Linux, back when back when Linux was safe. In in Linux, I used to see niggas in and out all the time. Let two K and drop, them niggas. Uh, hey, hey, you know what's and that? Then, and that GameStop is sitting next to the and them the niggas will be in and out so goddamn fast. Hey nigga, give me. Hey, 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 hey nigga, give me the shit. Give me the shit. Let me get the fuck out of here. Hey nigga, give me. Hey, 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 man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Play tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P.S. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Woo. Hey, uh, hey, what up, nigga? No. <laughs> you said they did it like. Yeah, but they would be. I would. I don't know. No, on nigga. 2K day on Madden day, I would see niggas walking out of all with their Hey, bags. hey, they had uh, that goddamn bag wrapped up like, so tight you don't even mall. know where the fuck they went to. Look like a G or something else. You don't know what they got. You don't know what it is. They got they, yeah, they got it. You, you know, know how it like you got a small bag and you bag it up like you you ain't even letting the bag dangle. You just like got it in your hand. Like that is how niggas walk with a GameStop bag. Niggas walk with a Nike bag. Niggas come out of Neiman Marcus. Niggas come out of Bloomingdale's. That bag hanging, swinging all up and down so you can see and smell the fragrance of the place they just shopped in. Niggas go in GameStop and come out of there like, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you could put that shit in a lunch bag for all they care. Uh, it's it's not a good place. Like for instance, before COVID and when Linux was safe, tilt, you would go in the Apple <clears throat> to buy something <clears throat> and you might be in there browsing, just in there. Oh, yeah. And you know it, everybody would be in there. You know what I'm saying? IG models, rappers, promoters, businessmen, the mayor, everybody be <laughs> up in there. Everybody up in there just having a good time, talking. You know, it's crowded. People looking mm-hmm. at shit they ain't gonna buy but wish they could. It's just, a, it's just a beautiful place to be. Nigga, when's the last mm-hmm. time you hung out at GameStop? Like, just went in there without, like, well... I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why it's different when you talk about people hanging out. When you go into GameStop, first of all, GameStop stingy. I think if you can go in GameStop and there was, <laughs> well, yeah, they give you one damn sauce on, on Mama Tassili's land. I think if you could go into GameStop and there was like twelve try this game ass console screens for you to play. You might see more people hanging out, but they always got them two consoles on, um, you know, two controllers on that one screen on that stiff ass. Because the stores are always small as shit packed to the fucking brim. Well, that's what I'm saying. In the Apple store, you got 50 phones out. You got 20 iPads out. You got 12 computers out. You got, and that's in a, this is a medium Apple store. You got earphones you can listen to. So people are in there. And it looks nice, right? That's Right, it is different. No, I get yeah. that, but I'm just saying to the hanging out part, it it is a bit of an unfair comparison because a but lot it's not, of people it's not are hanging fair out because they're, they're in the same place. I guess that's my thing. There, it, it's not, it's not, it's not like GameStop is outside the well, mall at the, the little of- complex. That's not like it's like across the street from the mall, but you know, it's mall adjacent. But I say, I say it's unfair. Yeah, but I say it's unfair because I never see anybody. I never see anybody just standing in the Apple store talking, right? They either waiting on something to come yeah, out, or they the looking back, at something, or playing with something. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. saying. Like, this the same. The same thing could. Yeah, happen but that's what I'm saying. GameStop. There's nothing. But 
but it doesn't because they fucking suck. But that's why. That's why. That's that what is saying. why. Hot take. There we go. Game <laughs> that's stop. what I'm saying. You that's suck. Your well, retail saying... places are garbage. Okay. We all know it. We all know y'all. Go on. Go on. Get sucks. Em. And the only reason why we really be up in there, go y'all on. be selling games <laughs> used for nine ninety nine. If I went and if I went to Best Buy, that shit'd be sick. Tell them how to. The only reason why we be fucking with you, nobody likes it in there. Yeah, I'm gonna kick you while you kick them while they down, nigga. Yeah, I'm, nigga, I'm gonna hit Man you with the, the, with the people's blow. elbow. Hit it. Uh, what Lisa Simpson? What? What Lisa Taylor Bar? Exactly. Start with the touch of death. Holly Ma, nigga. Look. Uh. Uh. Uh-uh. It it just it it just it just sucks. Spit on it you. Sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. People don't even like working there. You hate it. Like when you hear people talk about who work at GameStop, nobody, <laughs> everybody's like, I hate it. We always got to push these pre-orders and push this other bullshit that I don't want to do. It's always some fucking crying kids in there, right? It's always jam-packed. Like, here's the thing, right? Niggas love PlayStation. Niggas love Madden. <laughs> Linux is a mall filled with black people. Why the fuck is Madden not on display? You be having like Super Smash Bros., and I know there's a I know the Smash Bro community, right? But when I'm walking into place, I'm not trying to see two niggas playing Smash Bros. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not. Be honest with you. <laughs> I'd rather see two niggas playing 2K. As much as much as the cliche as that is, as, I'm as not much wrong. as I ooh, I hate the cliche that black people only play sports uh video games. But I would rather see that in the GameStop, right? Then see what I see when I walk in there. Like, uh. uh Charles, you were, Charles, you were brother. I love you. I'm going to tell you, you're safe. You I still look, look, I hate you're it. Not- I hate it. I ain't going to lie to you. You, <laughs> you, you safe. You made it look. Like you like like your self proclaimed sexy nigga. No, now, but get it, it always make, strips you, you away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the power, and that's the thing, right? You you said no. As soon as you step in the you you might have your Yeezys on. You step in your game, stop, bam, succumb. And not even a and like, not even the collapse. <laughs> like the jazz, the jazz joint. Not even all the collapse. in middle school with the various colors, like. And, yeah. and, a, and an anime button might have on that's how off I feel. white hoodie. You step. <laughs> I'm about to say you have on your anime. That's that's how I feel on the inside <laughs> and on the out. <laughs> and I just I, I was like, oh, wait, 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 Charles, Charles, because I wait because I was listening to season one. Hold on, I was listening to season one, and I heard you say, wait, 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 Nick. So you I have one. I go You the button down. I've come a long way. You know it. That's hey, as Jesus would say, that's what makes the glow up. So that's what makes oh my God. testimony my testimony. Okay, hey, oh. hey every nigga. Oh, yeah, all right. We niggas can start out. That is why I'm oh nice Lord. to everyone because I've had Uh-oh. humble beginnings. I saw a funny ass tweet today. It said, "Youth pastor colon." You know who else uh, shook up a market? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that is um that is a mess. Let okay. me tell you what else I saw when I was on Twitter. While we talking about GameStop and the way that video games might make GameStop extinct mm-hmm. anyway, because we're going over the streamer. Okay. I see a tweet about a streamer. Mm-hmm. 
the number one stunt the the king of blue-haired soul the player player from the Himalayas that's not my boy don't even your boy that nigga is not my boy <laughs> ninja was interviewed mm-hmm. uh, real name Tyler Blevins Ninja he said a lot of shit by game so go, go. not to be confused not so to be confused. Go over everything before you get to that shit. part so I can say uh, not to... I'm sorry to cut you off. Just No, 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 no. So uh and I won't I'm I'm it's still gonna be short before that mm-hmm. point because I only remember so much of it. because uh, you know where you mm-hmm. know where I stand on these things. So seeing the tweet and seeing the tweets that came in response to that tweet, I already knew where I was going into even reading more. Uh, that being said, I have, I too have some things. So Ninja, who, if you don't know, is the, and, and, and I'm saying this to fuck with Charles. And it's true. But I'm saying it just to get Charles, because I want him to be ready. I want him foaming at the mouth when when it's his turn at the mic. Uh, I cannot believe you know what. Keep going. The <laughs> yes, but let's go. Let's Am go. I lying? I'm not gonna get started who, on who my tirade till you done. So just go ahead. <laughs> okay, Drake, uh, Ninja, real name Tyler Blevins, is the. Uh, Arguably, and by many accounts and by most metrics, the most influential and successful oh gamer God. on the planet right now. Uh, he has been, at least in sheer dollars, killing the game in the revenue that he makes from his streams uh, and the revenue he makes through his partnerships. It, he has a lot of, he has a whole lot of fans. Uh, I think his game of choice is Fortnite. He streams often with a lot of your favorite uh, black celebrities from uh, what's my name? What's my boy's name? Travis Scott oh to God. somebody else and somebody else, right? Uh, so you, the man is killing the game. He's at the top of his game. Well, GameSpot interviewed him and talked to him about the gaming industry itself, his experience in the industry. Uh, he's been at points in his career <laughs> a bit of a controversial figure uh, because he's made some remarks in the past that people thought were a bit questionable, up to a lot questionable. Uh, things for like, I don't do uh, one-on-one sessions, I don't game or stream with female streamers because uh, I am a respectful husband, so I don't game with women out of respect for my wife. Very strange stuff to so me. So he wouldn't get but a harassment What he does, charge, and there are people who say, you can't. Right. But that's, but that's, hey, I, I keep telling you, that's the, that's the dumb side of people who, again, I always say, people who are, people who stand firm in their integrity and also have enough have enough intelligence and integrity 
to just be corrected when they get corrected don't have to worry about cancel culture so people who worry about it too much probably got some shit going on inside Keep going them with your story. Doors. Uh, <laughs> that being said he's also caught some flack Ooh. for saying nigga on his streams one or two times and you have people who defend him for that man fuck black. y'all if you I defended the that whole bullshit video. keep going I'm sorry I am foaming at the mouth now. I watched I watched the whole video of a nigga the other day who 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 uh watched a compilation video because he's done enough time for there to be a compilation video. And this black streamer, some kid with some baby dreads, um watched it. He got like a ma- a little bit more than a Maxine Shaw Bob, right? Watching the thing and I, I said, Oh god. He um then a little bit more than Michael, than Michael from the Parenthood address, right? And he's doing, I can't remember his name, but he's up there and he's watching this compilation of this white man saying the fucking N-word, uh, as the as the nerds call it, right? You know what I call it. I just love saying nigga. I can say that because I happen to be one. By the way, if you think there's something odd about uh you know, this being a nerd-centered podcast, and again, nerds being how they are, and somebody foaming at the mouth at home. Uh, see, I'm charging not alone. Somebody foaming at the mouth at home. So it's just a word. Bitch. Go and, uh, I hate to steal this argument from uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, so I'll give him his credit. But he said when he was speaking, um, when he was speaking at a college and a woman a young white girl asked him uh, what she should say to her friends. He explained it this way. There are some, there are some words that have specific connotations and understood meanings between the people who share them with each other. Uh, For example, and, and some words it is understood are reserved for people in that relationship. For example, his mother calls his father honey. There are some, uh, if another woman who, if they're walking down the street and another woman called his father honey, his mama might have some questions about that. The most brilliant example I thought he gave was when he said his wife and her girlfriends will sit around and they'll get to cutting up. They'll call each other bitch. And he said, and everybody in the auditorium laughed, mm-hmm. and I do not join in. And then he said what what shut they racist white asses up because they poisoned with their ancestors' DNA <laughs> and couldn't understand this shit outside of this obvious ass example. He said, and more importantly, I don't want to. <sighs> Ninja sat up a few times, enough times to make a compilation. Said nigga, because as a white man, you know the best thing he can do to feel uh, good about himself while he's making uh, fifty thousand dollars a day playing video games is to say nigga, as if he doesn't know any better. And so you have people who defend him in the comments of the stream, saying that it's an interjection and it's something that you say when you're. Uh, is that what? Is that off. what y'all do? Imagine that, huh? I don't think that person I don't think that person thought they were saying what they wound up saying 
But then you have niggas like the nigga who made the reaction video that I thought I was going to be, <laughs> that I thought I was going to enjoy, uh, which is why I don't do reactions. I told you I don't do them, but I did them this time. This nigga say, well, uh, shit, uh, Ninja, you can say as if he, as if he got the key to the word, right? Well, Ninja, you can say that word. I mean, I don't care. Who cares? You, I, you can say it, right? Ninja. This this is the person GameSpot interviewed, right? Because again, he's the world's video gamer. And what Ninja said when GameSpot asked him about how he addresses kids using racial slurs on his streams, he basically said that it's not his job to do anything about that. Parents should parent their children. Now, and I watched an, I watched a few other reaction videos. By the way, he retweeted a lot of niggas who were running to his aid because a lot of y'all niggas run to a white person's aid as soon as. I've seen it in my real life. I see, you know, I know these kinds of niggas. And he's retweeting niggas because now, of course, niggas. No, have, these, these, these no, 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 no. Fucking no, streamers. Man, no, have, no. You... Have spoken for all of us. <laughs> They uh 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 put the cork in it because I want I want it to okay, keep file going. I want to file <laughs> and these niggas have and these niggas have spoken for all of us because of course they no but let's keep us, going right? aren't they black and he hot retweeted take. them I'm hot I'm hot he hot taking all goddamn <laughs> he night said, no they not <laughs> hate mail all day baby I'm listen I'm all about I'm all about that shit. I'm all about that shit. Everybody, everybody black ain't black to me. So, yeah, he's retweeting them. They're saying they're fine with it. I've known him for, you know, it's all these, I've known him. He wouldn't, he wouldn't enslave a fly. There are also people who had a lot of pushback for him. He didn't retweet these niggas. I had to find them all myself. A lot of them came to me. Shout out to Uncle Charles through your Twitter list. Because uh, you follow the real hey, now, niggas. I can't vouch some for all of them. But <laughs> I know. But no, for the most part, like everybody who showed up from your uh, from your list was lighting his ass up. But he said that it's not his job to do anything about that. And it's one nigga who started his video out being a coon, but wound up being all right with me at the end said, you got to consider that some of them have racist parents. And my reality is that I can't wait on their parents to teach them shit. And so if there's an opportunity, there's somebody they look up to and watch every fucking day to correct them. You can do that. But He's a white man making a lot of money, doing something painfully easy with his time. And therefore, he's not going to inconvenience himself and possibly lose 75 cents by pissing off. He also said he's sick of all y'all. Racist little white him, children. He said, you know, how many times do you see in the comment section, uh, you know, someone's t- somebody's telling him to eat a dick or something. Cork it. But keep going. So yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened in the gaming world uh, this week. That's what shook the children up over in the gaming world. Uh, y'all know where I stand on all of this 
because I be out of white people's business like that anyway. I barely know who Ninja is. Um, I the fact that the fact that all of Japan hadn't come and took their day back. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, sometimes I think about that and t- it tickles me. Uh, you know. But no, hey, it's not. Again, that's no, it's not. No, you you so, say all that you want to say before got. I get started. We gonna hear what he got to say. You say all you want to say because I'm <laughs> Go ahead. You got the mic. <sighs> I don't put nothing past none of these white streamers. None at all. None at absolutely all. Mm-hmm. All of them. I don't give a good goddamn who they are, how big they are, who the fuck they hang out with, who they know. All of them. All of them are capable, probably have, and just might say some fucked up shit about black people. Let them get mad enough. Let them say whatever. They're going to say some fucking stupid shit every goddamn time. I don't really look to them motherfuckers about nothing. About a goddamn thing when it comes to me being, <laughs> when it comes to this gaming shit. Mm-mm. Nothing. Not, what not, brother Malcolm nah, nothing. Girl, nothing. Nothing. Nathaniel, not a con- <laughs> nothing. <laughs> y'all, y'all can get the hell on with that shit. Look. Look, there's one thing. <laughs> not Nautica. If there's any, like, even on this, like, I, there's one part where I get where Ninja comes from, and it has nothing to do about the fuck no thing he said. Where when he did say he, I kind of chuckled because he was basically saying, "I'm tired of this shit on the low. Um, I'm tired of having to deal with the comment section. It's toxic as fuck. I don't like it. I don't like dealing with it. Right? However, it's your channel. It's your moderators. It's your culture." You determine, you know what I'm saying, uh, how it goes. You determine what to say and what not to say. So if motherfuckers is acting up on your channel, that's your fault. You have the ability to say on your channel what's going to go and what's not going to go. To sit up here and say some lazy ass shit like I ain't going to let no, you know, it's not for me, it's up to the parents. Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that white privilege ass shit, uh, it's very it fucking is, lazy. Yeah, like, bro, it's, it's how easy it is lazy. if somebody saying something crazy to be like, yo, we don't do that in here. How you see how I just said that? How long did it take for me to say that? Till look, you can't even count. That's how fast it went. It ain't take you long. That's all you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bruh, I'm so sick of this shit, thing. man. You all, like, you know what about that thing. Because I look at like streamer culture on Twitter and on YouTube <laughs> and all this shit. These people don't fuck with us. Period. Period. White streamers do not fuck with black people. I said it. Somebody's going to hit me up and say I'm out of control. They don't. 
if you look at black people who stream for real, who are making Don't waves and doing things, they call this shit out all the fucking time. I'm not saying anything that they don't say. That shit is fucking out of control. Every fucking time. Right? Like, I just, like, I am not, let me just say this. I am not ninja's target demographic by any means. So, I don't pay him attention, not because I hate him or anything. He's just Uh not what the fuck I want to watch. Yeah, and I'm not one of those people yeah, you're who not a watch who's to hate on him. Like if I just don't like something, I just don't pay it any attention. More power to you, to what you do. I'm not your audience. I'm not going to spend my time trying to make your life a living hell. I'm just going to focus on the things that I like, and that is what I do. I watch certain streamers uh, on Twitch. That is who, And I watch like let me, you know what, so I could get the names right, because I want, I want to say it on this thing. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me go to my list. Um, if mm-hmm. you got something you want to say right now, you know, you go ahead while I look this up. I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 I'm, I'm listening. Well, I'm gonna say this while you look that up. I, um, mm-hmm. there's this funny thing called integrity, right? That okay, I got. It. I thought Keep you know, and call me old fashioned. Call me, call me. All right, call me, call me very old fashioned. But there, I'm growing up. I felt like there was this thing a grown ass man had that's called integrity, and so I feel like there's like what kind of grown ass man at some point in your life can't let go of the argument that you don't have to do something every time, like. Yeah, you you're a grown ass fucking man. Some things you're supposed to do. Some it's things called you're leadership, my nigga, and it's not for everyone. Cause punk ass because niggas like is. you always trying to get like nobody likes having to yeah, do this shit. Like, nobody likes having to do this shit, but that's what responsibility get him, get him, get him. is. Like it's to do the shit that don't nobody want to do, and to sit up here and be like, oh, like nigga, you ain't got the room to be on that Charles Barkley. Like I am not a role model. Like nigga, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like. Get all the way the fuck out of here. Anyway, I am Simeon B and uh Black Superman are the two niggas I are the two are the two I rarely get a chance. Are the two to, niggas I rarely get a chance to I watch religiously <laughs> on Twitch. And you should go check them out. But like this uh-huh. notion of like this is what I hate, right? I hate niggas who put the super I hate black people who put the Superman cape on to to defend this bullshit. You know, it's always not them two, not the two I named. Fuck no. I'm talking about hell no. I'm talking about the people on Twitter who be like, like the dude you sent me who was like, oh, Ninja, I give you your nigga card. You can say nigga. It don't really. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you did. Yo, oh, like, I did send it. I can't even remember. That shit was so crazy. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's the shit that, like, really, as you get oh, older and you learn history, you. Yeah. as you pay attention to what it means to be black, when you start to understand black culture, black history, blackness, that type of shit sounds fucking stupid. It sounds fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> no, nigga. No, like no, the nigga don't get to say it. He, I don't give a fuck. If I'm calling ninja a nigga, he don't get to use the word at all. 
and he does have a place to set things right. right. You know why? Because I'm tired of these little fucking white-ass kids saying that dumb shit, you letting it go, then I got to play Call of Duty, and I got to hear nigga, nigga, nigga all night. With, with, from a nine-year-old with the hard R who watches your ass. From a nine-year-old. PewDiePie did that shit, talk about nigga one time. All these white niggas, all these white folks be doing this shit. It don't, it does not surprise me. It does upset me, but that is gaming culture on a whole. That is gaming culture. That bullshit. I ain't even gonna say it's white bullshit. It's just that bullshit, period. Because it's bullshit towards women. It's bullshit towards minorities. It's just a bunch of bullshit. And just at this point, I just... No, I'm just like not letting that shit slide. And I'm... It's white men, white men. And it's like they always got to come in... Y'all are so sensitive. Y'all are triggered. It's just the work. It's just shut the fuck up, bro. Like, just shut up. Just play the fucking video game that y'all are giving these comments. Like, and, and part of me feel like y'all dick sucking because y'all are trying to, like, hop on this nigga bandwagon and hopes this, this nigga's not going to co-sign anything you saying. You're not going to be... No, anybody, anybody you're who talking be going the, like super hard the, for this nigga. Black this nigga is not gonna be your friend. This nigga is never gonna like oh, yeah. promote anything you're doing. So just chill the fuck out. Like just chill the fuck <laughs> no, out. Like, yeah. The the speed. Do you understand the sheer speed at which some of them niggas ran up to defend him? Is like threw themselves in front of the on the grenade for him, and I'm like and. And what what I hate, what I hate, I hate to I hate to see it, and I hate to say it. Again, I know some niggas like that in real life, and it worked. At some point, I know some people like that in, in real life, and at some point, it really, it has actually made me sad in some instances because there have been people that I've looked at, and and nobody in particular, because again, there's more than one person. Right, everybody's in different places. Everybody dealing with it is in different places with it. But there's some people in my real life who I've looked at and been like, "I'm really gonna have to decide to stop fucking with you because <laughs> I hate to quote Umar." <laughs> but there have it been only moments takes where a little bit, I've literally the coon seen chip, the chip activate. A little bit of white food, but the coon takes- chip. <laughs> I'm if you're sitting at home, if you're sitting at home, do the sprinkle. <laughs> it only takes a little chip. bit of white brainwash for the coon chip to activate. It only takes, because you got to repeat it, it only takes a, a little chip. bit of white brainwash for the coon chip to activate. <laughs> so, yeah, there. I've seen a nigga's coon chip activate. I've been in a conversation with a nigga and seen, and I and I say that, right? Blaming it on the listen, blaming it on the chip. It's a nefarious, insidious ass system. It makes niggas choose between their dignity and their survival, uh, in a lot of instances. And so, as much as I hate it. And look at niggas and say, I can't fuck with you in any real way because I don't trust you because you're too beholden to white people. And you'll probably never know how much I don't trust you because 
<laughs> what you and white people got going on is none of my business. And so how much I'm leaving my business with me is none of your business, right? Uh, at the end of the day, I don't blame niggas like that for that because mm-hmm. we, you and I have talked about a lot, right? How growing up in Atlanta is kind of a bubble. And so there are some things I, I can't fathom letting some things slide. The reality is I could be different about that if I was from somewhere else. I might, right? I don't know. Uh, do you, but do you I mind know if, I, mind if I, I jump in real quick? You know, I, I, I know where I, I, know I where something I wound important. up. I you know what it is, I and I thought you, you know because as I get older, I love my hot got. takes, right? But then there's also a part where I have to switch gears a little bit and like give a give a give the source between the rent, right? Most people just rant without the source of why the rent. As someone who is black, I mm-hmm. I don't outside. Mm-hmm. Let me say it like this: outside of black spaces like HBCUs intimate settings with friends I don't have a place where I can just be and not be under fucking attack and by under attack I mean have to witness see hear exchange with some bullshit right and the one place where you think it wouldn't need to be is in the world of video games Yet I still have to deal with it here. Not only do I have to deal with it here, I have people who do not look, yeah. speak, or 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 anything like me tell me I'm tripping. Like I have it is white people telling black people yeah. that they are tripping. And that this white person who who when we're talking about something that fucking affects us, right? These comments, these things affect LGBTQ, affects women, affects minorities. Don't affect white Mm -hmm. people. Because they say whatever fucked up things they like to say in their culture, and that's what they do, right? Tell all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Add a letter on it. Some fucking nerdy ass niggas, right? Some niggas you would slap in the schoolyard. Some niggas you just would not pay attention to, right? Like some fucking dweebs. Let me just say it like that. Some fucking dweebs telling right. you, hey man, y'all are tripping. It really doesn't matter. Cause da 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 da. Like, nigga, are you serious? Are you seriously? Like, you really are telling me, hey, black man, yeah. that I should just chill and let Ninja do what he does because he ninja and cause he tired. Bitch, you tired? For playing video games, my nigga. <laughs> nigga, playing you already video games. rich. You can stop. You can stop the game. Like, like you could game now for the love and just do it. It ain't. It, you've made the money, so I don't want to hear about the money shit. You done made the money. Like, this is why. No, so I'm just saying, like, people just always why. on. You can feel oh, it, couldn't you? You can feel I was still loaded up. Yeah, I still had some in the chamber. No, it's just this shit like just blows Yo. my mind. Like <laughs> I hate seeing black people. And and this is the thing. Like, this is yeah. why I feel like Twitch and streaming on its own 
is a fucking trap. It's a lie. Because it forces people to say and do shit that they wouldn't do. Like you said earlier, it makes people say and do shit for some type of survival. And it's just like, where the fuck does this make sense? And it makes me upset because it's like, why? What like black man, black man essentially saying to a <laughs> white man, you can call me a nigger or a nigga or with the A, the G U H, whatever you right. want to say, a nig, uh, all of those things, right? Right. You are saying to a white man, hey bro, you can call right. me that shit and I'm gonna be cool. All of us. You and not till Uncle just Charles, everybody every nigga watching. Hey man, you could call us all niggas. No, the fuck you can't. Every nigga watch. You can call you can call me a nigga. And why? In hopes that why are you even saying that? In hopes that Twitch will make you a partner. In hopes that he'll game with you. In hopes with what what small useless Nothing. What are you trading that in for? What are you trading it in for? And again, I I know. Again, we we can be saying. I recognize that you and I, uh, could be saying that Mm. from a slight, from a place of slight privilege, right? We are not. We. I'm. I'm. Listen, what I'm saying. I'm saying that again. We feel it. No, nah, I feel it. Don't hit me. <laughs> we we feel we feel. Don't hit me, Charles. We we feel each other. What I'm saying is, I know that we're saying that as people whose best source of income and fulfillment ain't Twitch, right? Best source of income and freedom and all those other things, right? Again, we're not, you know. I understand what I'm saying is I understand how some of those people I think they're wrong. I know they're wrong. I understand how they got there, some of them. It's wrong. I but I think I know what the path was. You see but, what I'm saying? It's like they went down the wrong path, but I think I know what that path was. And I think that path was the same path that allows that inspires a lot of our good brothers and sisters to grin and bear it in their cubicle in their office and then and on the sales floor and in the warehouse you see what i'm saying it's like is it so different at twitch you know because we're uh, watching here's my thing right and i guess it's because i watch twitch it's fucking ninja like if Ninja wanted to put a stop to some yeah, shit, agree. he had agree. the entire fucking platform. If he called and was like, yo, agree. I need y'all to police this shit. Dog, I go on people's channels and they be saying like, yo, I'm not going for this. I'm not going for that. This is the rules. None of that bullshit. And, and they have moderators. Yeah. The moderator, I know this nigga got moderators. He's not that fucking famous and doesn't have any moderators on his team. And Ninja could literally, to your point, call up to Twitch and say, "Ninja could call up to Twitch and get a hold." That's of that's how important he is 
to the strip to the service, right? They don't want him to leave. If he so wanted, and, and that's what I'm saying, like there are so many ways in which he could deal with it that he doesn't even have to be the one saying the shit. But he's not. Right. Because that's his fucking audience. Yeah, but he but yeah, he has to give a fuck about black people. And I don't here's the thing. I don't expect white people to give a yeah. fuck about black people. Them those days of white of me kumbaya, it's not to say I don't yeah. it's, let me say this. It's not to say I don't like white people or whatever, whatever. It ain't even it ain't on that. No. Don't no, 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 no. You're Look, not gonna explain what that I said on this podcast. A... You're not gonna explain that. You're Look, not gonna explain no. that one. Can't yeah, I don't expect them to care because history shows if you crack a fucking book open, they've never cared. They've never cared. Yeah, they've never cared. Said, so why do I, I mean, think they're magically gonna yeah. start caring about some shit that has nothing to do with them? Yeah, you remember what I said when we were talking about? Oh, girl, I can never remember her name, Janaya Jalea. Or girl who started the renegade challenge and we were talking about TikTok. And I said then, it for me is even beyond not expecting them to care. You can expect them to steal. You can expect them to write. There are some you know they will do those things. You know who they are. You know what they're gonna do every time. And to your point, that's exactly why you can expect them to be that lazy when it comes to taking up for somebody who's not them because it doesn't affect them. And, so they don't and care. he has shown, uh, right? It has been shown that he gets down like that. He gets down saying nigga. He gets down yeah. saying stuff. Right? Like, it. Well, oh, man, well, fuck your boy that, gave man, him fuck, I don't even know the, that nigga. Like, what so the that, fuck? No. That's why he gets... <laughs> Man, he, that ain't your my boy, boy gave him a pass. I don't know who so, the fuck that is. This is this is why. Well, shit like this is why I am a strong. People get mad at me about it, but when it comes to black celebrities, shit like this is why I am a strong proponent of holding black celebrities accountable for speaking up for us because people will go into what they have to do and don't have to do. And again, to me, it is a matter of integrity and it is a matter of you being the kind of person who gives a fuck about your people. You know who was one of those people? Cicely Tyson. Because I'm not about to end this. Hell, uh, man, we ain't going to end it on this, this show. Man. Oh, hell spending no. so much time on spending so much time <laughs> on Tyler Blevins that I don't shout out early before shout out time because she deserves more than shout out time. Cicely Tyson. And this is why I'm saying that. Not just because she was one of our A-list uh, stars that she was, and not because she was, you know, this beautiful exemplar of grace and uh, class and a style icon, because mama was killing y'all on red carpets in her 90s. Uh, and not even that she lived in a kind of way, and I just mean physically, biologically, that I would love, right, to be able to make it to my 90s, still getting around, and then go to sleep one day. Um because you know we saw uh, Cicely running around with Tyler mm-hmm. Perry when he opened up the studio last year, right? Uh, when he opened up the studio. But I'm lifting her up in this moment, in this conversation, as an icon because she was somebody who fucking knew she was black, and wouldn't and would not let y'all forget it. 
and would speak up about what we had going on and what we needed and what we wanted and who we were and would say it in interviews with white anchors and would say it to white directors and producers and would speak the truth to her white co-stars and would take it everywhere, would say it in the White House, would say it on TV, would say everywhere she was real about that thing she was serious about it and she didn't play about that and you can find the interviews youtube got the receipts if you haven't ever gotten into her like that and the reason why i hold black celebrities accountable for that now is because you can't tell me it's mm-hmm. hard now to be that way than when cicely tyson was doing it and when jim brown was doing it and when Muhammad Ali was doing it and when eartha kitt was doing it and so y'all love to turn around and quote these fucking people and y'all love to share videos of them when you want to feel inspired or when you had a bad day at work, but then you don't want to be like them. It, you know, or you don't want to, are you mad at me when I say that somebody else who owes us that, if you want to get down to that, because they're rich off our money, right? The That's the thing, people. They don't owe y'all. They kind of do. They kind of do. If you're a black celebrity, I don't care how I don't care how much crossover appeal you have at this point in your career. Nine times out of ten, we mm-hmm. got you there. You got there with our views, our money, our radio spins, our tickets at the shows that you could only sell to us. Nine times out of ten. Nobody but got you there but us. We have to carve out. So I think people, I think the wider audience does not understand the fight that many generations of black nerds have had to go through to carve out the space in which we occupy right now. And we still Mm -hmm. can't even have our, like, even when we make our own fucking space, we are still invaded by the bullshit. Right? Honestly, I wasn't gonna fucking talk about Ninja, Mm -hmm. because I'm at the age now, if I don't like some shit, if it ain't some shit I fuck with, I just don't even give it my attention. Right? Because usually this is how I'm gonna respond, and I know that this response ain't even worth my sacred energy. But since we are, but since we, I know this. I know this. But, but since we on the, the show, and you brought it up, uh, and you, my brother, and, and I know you did this partially for your entertainment, uh-huh. and I do, and I do thoroughly enjoy entertaining so you in conversation when we have this thing. <laughs> uh, I decided to Appreciate. talk on it, but it's just like it's it's frustrating, but it's not uncommon. It's not surprising. I I just don't. Go ahead. Yeah. You gotta yeah. You just gotta watch out for what I call flying monkeys. You gotta watch out for them. If you if you know the whiz, you know what I'm talking about. You gotta watch out for flying monkeys because them other niggas, I call them that every, I know them from a mile away. And they to, to, don't to, flock to, to me. Those are the people ass. who you spoke about for survival. It was maybe only them. They were the token. And they had to eat shit, and they can't, like you said, they can't let it go. This that that's all that's but all the they mix, know how to do. Yeah, is that right? Is that like 
Well, the yeah, the mix though, the the dangerous mix is when people like that get clout, get power, get but they maybe won't some real power, and they become people, and they become people like well, they become people like the celebrities who say things like well. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know what that's about. The I don't most know they get to be is the you know, um, Never Jafar. Well, listen, the, you got some people like that, but then there are people who feel like, in all, you know, there are people who have pushed back against all kinds of people who they feel are letting us down. People who are, um, you know, educators, um, athletes, musicians. And politicians. A big conversation in Atlanta. Oh shit! Um, recently, because we've been hit, because we've been hit uh, disproportionately with COVID a lot, because people won't do um, what they're supposed to do, and a lot because uh, essential workers are uh, disproportionately black, and we know how that goes. And because uh, poverty is represented disproportionately in the black community, and we know how that goes. And so the mix of that left a lot of people hanging and a lot of sour taste in people's mouths uh, after last year. Uh, and because there are a lot of black neighborhoods, historically black neighborhoods, that are under attack by gentrification and they're a lot more vulnerable than they should have been for a city that's had unbroken black leadership since before we were born as much as I love Maynard and Andy and uh, Bill and Shirley and everybody else Mm -hmm. Uh, and Keisha but the people seem tired now because Keisha is looking like she's going to be up for some very stiff competition come November of this year and uh, it looks like, as I've been seeing people discuss online, that there are a lot of people dissatisfied with her. Now, I'm going to give my very quick take on it. Uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting race. I'm one person who does think Keisha did a bang-up job in 2020. I do think that she did a much better job with the pandemic than our governor did. Who on the planet doesn't think that? She did enforce mask mandates, although you can't, I mean, what you're going to do physically make people do it. She did her best during the protests. Uh, she did come down hard on APD when they abused their power. She did freeze rent in the city of Atlanta when a lot of people were in very real trouble because they couldn't work during the in the uh, height of the pandemic. And although a lot of people criticized her for putting a lot of attention on national politics. When she did that, it was because she was supporting Kamala Harris and endorsing Joe mm-hmm. Biden. And we see how that turned out, right? So I don't think she had a bad year. I do think there are a lot of questions that people have for her and they not, are not wrong for having those questions. I think one of the biggest questions during her election was uh, where she stood on certain development policies because the future of the city and the, to put it quite bluntly, the future blackness of the city is going to depend a lot on that. 
and that's going to be interesting to see. However, she has a really, really tough opponent now in Felicia Thomas Moore, who is currently city council president, which is usually the next person up for mayor. She's been a city council member for 20, 25 years now. Uh, and she has a lot of respect on the council, uh, was voted on to, and into the presidency is no problem. And she has a lot of favor and a lot of respect, if not fans, um, in and out of different pockets of the city. She's somebody who has a lot of friends in Bucket, and at the same time, when it was time to go to Bankhead and uh, address what was going on with the four-wheel boys when they were racing and zipping through the city. Scooter boys. Uh, got a little summers in the city. She she threw her uh her scooter boys. She threw her um bike life, right? She threw her leather jacket on and went out there and went live with him and said, no, y'all going to hear from them about their needs and their own words with their own faces. And she's saying, and they're saying, yeah, we just out here trying to live and have a good time. And she says, well, you know, I understand that. At the same time, you do realize why this is illegal is because if you hit a pedestrian, you're going to kill them. So how about, it sounds like we need to get y'all. Oh, you she know, wanted him, huh? Okay. Um, yeah, I'll I like Felicia Moore. My one concern, and I've written about this in her comments before, my one concern is that the racists in Buckhead and some outside of the city, right? Because they love, you know, anybody can jump in your business on the internet. Uh, so you got people <laughs> in Binder, people in all the way outside to fucking way else. Uh, <laughs> all the way. Um, the white people who want to be racist about whatever the fuck they think is their business in Atlanta are way too comfortable jumping in her comments and expressing that. And you wonder so why I get mad about Whenever I see that. Anyway, keep going. Well, whenever I see that, I always wonder why. I always wonder why, right? And whenever I see that. But then anytime white folk are too comfortable, cut up too bad around any black person, I got mm-hmm. questions about that black person. And it's not that I know anything and it's not that there's anything to find out, but I just wonder why y'all feel so comfortable. Now, again, it could just be that uh, Felicia Moore is a very by the book, very uh, on her face, objective person about a lot of things. I really like her. You know, I love Keisha. I think that it's going to be very interesting because I see Felicia Moore, uh, as she's already said, she's running on crime. We all know that can be a dog whistle. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see her run on run a campaign that appeals to people who feel like Keisha, with her name and all, uh, have been a little too soft on the hooligans who are taking over the city and making us escape to L.A. Why are we going to L.A.? And I think that Keisha's going to have... Oh, 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 oh. I no, escape from I was saying, You know, Kurt is, Russell. Post-apocalypse. Going no damn okay, keep going. No, no, no. And I... Uh, and, I uh, and I think Keisha's going to have an interesting opportunity to appeal to the West Side if she still has their <sighs> favor, right? In a way that only she can. And uh, say that here's a person who... Here's a person who's relying on kids, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the narrative could be. Uh, so it should be really interesting. I know, 
I know you're from the east side and all, but do you have any takes on what we go, what we might see? Because I expect the race to, pun intended, heat up. There's only one you. thing I ask for, because she's a black woman, right? I only ask that. Yes, it... she is. Oh my god, okay. a black woman with a minute fro. Yeah, we black black. Um. I only ask that it does not devolve into the shit that I saw between Caesar Mitchell and Kasim Reed. That's 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 my only ask. I think is that it doesn't get into like some Real Housewives reunion drama between (laughs) between two black women. That's right. I, I have a very simple ask. I think what's interesting about. As someone who does not vote in the mayor's race, right? Um, it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at him, look at him, look at him, look at Go ahead. It, it, I'm more <laughs> interested in what y'all think about Keisha. Because to me, it, well, one is the pandemic, right? But to me, when I think, if you were to say, Charles, mm-hmm. what do you think about when I say Keisha Lance Bottoms? I think of Willy Wonka. Remember before Charlie Bucket got the mm. ticket and Willy Wonka had set out the spread for, for the show and for the kids to come into the chocolate factory? It was Willie just went in the house mm-hmm. one day. Didn't come out. I mean, the chocolate bars came out, but you ain't really see Willie no more. He was he was just doing his thing and whatever, what have you. I kind of feel that way about Keisha. Yeah. I feel like People ask for Keisha. Keisha ain't. I mean, it's also COVID. So where where are you really gonna go? But it's it's kind of like people ask for yeah. Keisha. People don't seem to see Keisha, but somehow stuff is getting done. But people just don't <laughs> see where she's at. Um. Yeah, that's been my thing. She Keisha has to me done just about everything she can do, and now you get to the point where it's on other people to do their jobs. And a lot of times those breakdowns, you know, she's also, she's the mayor now. She's not a legislator. Some people have problems with her that require legislation to fix. And like, she's not a city council yeah, member. I think what it is is just crime. It's the big thing. And, you know, it's people wilding in places that they didn't think they would ever be wilding. And and you upset a certain part of your your base that you know votes. So, I mean, mm-hmm. well, and uh, translation, translation. Buckhead finally has the same problem. The rest yeah, and now they guys. upset. And, and now, now they the like, how problem. could you do this to us? How could you let us down? Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. Um, I. Well, you know what? In that case, Buckhead, that's what the fuck y'all get. Okay. Make this last point, and then it's time for shout-outs. Who do you like if I had to make you vote today? Well, not vote, but if I had to just make you pick. I feel like vote is such a strong word for the scenario I'm setting up. If you had to pick somebody... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like... Well, and for it to be January, right? But who do you like I got a lot of questions for both of them. Who do you like? Who do you uh, like? That's a very easy one. Who do you who who do you like? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. To me, it, 
to me it doesn't matter. I that that's what I was saying. That's what I was um Yeah, I'm just forcing you. I'm just I'm just being I really like forcing you to pick. for real reasons, right? I know, I know. But yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Like I got really real reasons to really like both of them. So uh for me, just on an arbitrary sense, I see no reason. I'm gonna put it like this. I see no reason to vote Keisha out because I think she had a great 2020. And 2020 being a a remarkably unique year, uh, I think she earned her reelection. On the personal side of things, you know, I'm a child of the West Side, and her being a Douglas High School Astro, along with me, T.I., Killer Mike, Bernice King, and a host of other people, Finesse Mitchell. Y'all don't y'all don't name Finesse enough in the Astro. <laughs> in the Finesse Astro the comedian? Finesse y'all need to start naming Finesse called? Mitchell. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's that's for girls. So my my my, I'm put it I'm put it like this. My shout out this week is for Caesar Mitchell. Caesar, that was your election move, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> that's what you get for hacking on the maze. We still love you. What you who you got, Charles? I see you completely threw me <laughs> off on. This. Uh. Oh shit. You hey, better go on and give it. Jerry, you got 30 you know, seconds. You acting in some things. I haven't seen it yet, but you know I'm gonna watch it, girl. I still got hope in 2021 now. All right. Come on now. Double tap that man, Kerry Hilson. That's a good man. He respects women. You might got that Badu. Let me hey, stop. Everybody uh, be safe out here. <laughs> a lot going on in Atlanta. <laughs> we here. On that note, y'all. Season two. Peace. But we out. Hey, y'all, it's Uncle Charles telling you y'all need to listen to the old Atlanta podcast. It's two old niggas, one from the east side, one from the west side, super nerds, talking video games, Atlanta, pop culture. You just need to listen. Look, just stop what you're doing, you know what I'm saying, and download the podcast and take a listen. You'll have a good time.